Hey, what's up, guys? Episode four here. Uh, this is my friend Will Hicks, another improv uh, coalition guy. I forgot to plug the coalition at the in- at last intro. At RVA Comedy on Twitter, on Instagram, and I'm sure they have a Facebook page. The website is rvacomedy.com. They're fucking amazing. They're Richmond only, so there's really not much any anyone not in Richmond can really look up. But uh, this is Will Hicks. Um, I have his Twitter here. I'm going to pull it up. I swear he followed me. I think it's at Sir underscore Billionaire, I think is what it is, which I think is a beautiful name. He didn't... Yes, he did. Will Hicks followed me. It is uh, yep, Sir Billionaire. Uh, S-I-R underscore B-I-L-L-I-A-M-A-I-R-E. Uh, it'll be in the description of this video. Also, uh, plug the email, producerscast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm recording episode three and four at the same time. So in the week that you have gone without an episode, because I know I got regular listeners, uh, we don't know. I don't know if I've got emails. So I'd love to hear anything. Love to hear that I have a listener. <laughs> then my friends, oh, I, lo- I love you guys the same. But just email the show, email anything if you want to say something. This episode got real deep, and honestly, I'm so happy. There's uh, he's coming back. Will's coming back for sure. We have so much to cover, and it was just it was just so much fun. Uh, I hope that uh, you guys enjoy it. This is me being extremely vulnerable towards the end, and. Uh, God, it was just a delight. Will is a delight. Quentin's a delight. It was just a good time. Quentin stayed for uh, after his episode and, and uh, stayed for the first about half hour of this one. Uh, these are both just uh, this is just this is exactly what I wanted to do the, by doing this podcast. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy and send me an email. All right, see ya. I'ma be that nail in your coffin, saying that I soften. I was ducking down to reload. Save your petty explanations I don't have the patience Before you even say it I know you ain't gonna let your pride Or your ego talk slick to me No, that is not the way I get down And look at how you lose your composure Now let me show you Exactly how the breaking point sound Your real ears, not your fake ears? I don't need to be plugged in, guys. <laughs> I can survive without electronics, I swear. <laughs> there's, there's that thing where people feel like oh, people our age just can't deal without their phones or anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like ridiculous because, I mean, we can. It's just like you have this tool that's so much better than yeah. anything. Why like, wouldn't you use it? Like, I'm, on, I'm not on my cell phone a lot like when I'm playing PlayStation. Yeah, like, when you're you know, doing like, anything. And then when I'm on my computer, I'm not on my cell phone. When, so like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm obviously not on my cell phone all the time. Like it has to charge at night, you know. Like, fuck you, old man. I got bigger screens. <laughs> yeah. Why am I gonna waste my time with five inches of my pocket when I've got eighty? That's what she said. Oh. Th- these five inches are for when I'm out in public. Out in public, yeah. <laughs> For a quick fix, <laughs> these are good mics, man. I can hear myself from like oh, yeah. microphone world. Yeah, they better be. Hands. I fucking paid way too much money for these. True. That, blue. that, that was kind of the thing. Was like, if I'm, I'm doing a podcast, so like, I'm going to buy these expensive mics so that I do it more. Like, I feel the feel mm-hmm. the need to like actually use them. Buy the I, gym membership to exactly. Well, that's funny because I haven't been I haven't been in a couple weeks. <laughs> I also use it when I stream. You can see like the little mic set up right there, like. Oh. I put it The pop filter is usually That thing's a piece of shit But like It'll um When I stream I'll have the mic going And it sounds a lot better Than the Astro mic My Astro mic is shitty 
I really like your setup there, man. Thanks. Uh, games on the left and computer on the right. I just bought this dock, but I don't have a FireWire, so I'm waiting for that to come in the mail so that I can just have like an easy one plug. But it, it works really well, and like, you know, I can stream and everything. It's 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 been a lot of uh, several years coming, but I appreciate it. So you play video games? A little bit. I'm here with Will Hicks. Hello, <laughs> my my new improv friend and uh, Quentin from last episode still here. He won't fucking leave. So <laughs> get out of here, dude! I don't know where the exit is. <laughs> I wouldn't you were think blocked you, for two hours. Can you hear him on your mic? Time. What? Can you no. hear him? Uh, a little bit. Maybe you want to slide in a yeah, little bit. Yeah, slide in. A little bit. Although it's still pre- it's pr- picking up pretty good. I think it's supposed to pick out like forty, like, like ninety uh, degrees. So yeah, you play some games. I, I know Quentin plays some games. I do. I do. Yeah. You, you play, so we're all, we're, he's PC, but he has a PS4. Uh, you have a PS4. Mostly just PS4 at this point, and I've kind of retreated <clears throat> into using it less as a social tool and more like a veg out thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm already, I, I, I've bought Dark Souls 3 a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I've been so happy with that, because I just go home and plug in. I've already logged right. four hours on it, and it's 40, I mean... And just like that wasn't dicking impressed. around. Yeah, no, no. Forty hours. I don't even think I'm like halfway through the campaign yet, and it's just. Did you play one and two? I haven't, but I'm gonna go back now and play them. <laughs> my, it's my, just so engaging, you know. Uh-huh. Like it's very cerebral. I could, I don't think I don't think th- those games aren't my style. I, I love games, and I'm sure I'd love it, but just like nothing's saying like, oh, you should go buy that. It's just, for me, it was like, dude, I can't tell you how many times now I'll get on like PlayStation Network. My lazy ass will be at home and I'll be drunk and be like, I want to play that video game. So I pay this stupid high price oh, yeah. and instead of like, you know, buying waiting used. a day, going, buying it used at GameStop and then maybe returning it after seven days, which is what I used to do all the time. So I buy these games. GameStop and listen, I play through employees them like, don't listen to this episode. Yeah, well, you know, you guys, yeah, you, you all pester me with your pre-order shit every time I come into the store. So just be thankful I held on to Dark Souls. But anyway, like, I, I, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I w- I'll just play through these games, and I'll just... Like, I have always loved video games, man, since I was a kid, but I'll just get fed up, like, halfway through them. Like, campaigns... Most notably? Like, just, most, give me... Oh, my God, dude, just so many. Like, I, like near Automa, I got that, or Automata, or whatever, oh, I just yeah. kind of stopped playing. Although, I might get back to that. But then, like, You're any, never any of these shooters... Like, I bought Wolfenstein, which I'd already played, and I played through it, and I'm just like, yeah, like... I played it. I don't it. know, man. Did you like GTA 5? I did, but I had it for PlayStation 3. I haven't touched it online or since, you know. But the idea of, like, a, a simulated economy is fascinating to me. And then taking advantage of that economy. Yeah, exactly. It's just the way that, like, anarchy ran. And it's so funny that, I mean, I, I feel like... So you can probably correct me on this, but, like, they recently got bought out or, like, new ownership came over. For Rockstar? With, yeah, well, as far as, like, man- who managed the content or something, all I know is they hit a reset on the economy at one point. They did. And everybody, like, flipped their shit. I... Because I, people were, like, you know, hacking the stock market yeah. and doing... You know, shit people do in real life, which is funny, because it's like GTA, you're supposed to be able to do whatever you want to do. Right. But they were totally fucking with the in-game economy, so I think they just hit the reset button. Well, if I, if I, I don't 100% know. I think Rockstar is under Activision. Okay. And Activision's all about like in-app purchases and extra paying extra money, and so they released the shark card, which is in-game the money. Shark card, and so and so. Normally, in the past, they don't care. You can do whatever you want. You can hack and do whatever you want. Especially even because online thing, like they didn't care. 
about what you did in PS3, but now PS4 with shark card and stuff, so they're like, we want our money, we want people to pay for it, we don't want them to get it for free, so you have to do a reset. And so I, that would be my thought, would be like Activision put the pressure on Rockstar. Because some, like, hacker dumps, like, gave me, like, five million trillion dollars, dollars yeah. gave everyone in the lobby, yep. they were hacking me, everyone, like, millions and millions of dollars, bought everything I could, got to keep all the stuff, but the money was gone. Once they did that reset, wait. So you did you did get like a giant infusion of cash? Yeah, just some random player just <laughs> gave me like probably like twenty twenty five bucks worth of like in game cash. That's which, insane. Yeah, and then I just bought. Uh, they let me keep all the cars and all that stuff. That was before they added all those like crazy like planes and this uh-huh. like GTA Online's gone bonkers. It's just gotten like completely bonkers now. But it was yeah no it was crazy. I felt so. The videos look really cool, man. I've just, I've never touched the online mode, but, like, I just, I love, I love sandbox, and I love games that, like, people do, can do creative, interesting shit, too. Like, I haven't played the new Zelda game yet, but it seems to be, that's very much of the same. Yeah, yeah, build. which is, which is, a, I think, a departure from typical Zelda games. I have it, and I haven't played it yet. Really? I just wow. want it. need to. I, I, like, it's never a game where I'm like, ooh, I need to play it. As soon as I'm in front of it, four, five, six hours down the train. Like, right. Oh my god. I think right, that's right. what I'm afraid of. Like, it's. I won't. I. I. It will consume you. Like I played uh, Destiny. Do you, you guys play Destiny? I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. Couldn't I. Get into it I got thousand hours the first like. Holy shit. First year, I think. Wow. I. Like I know life that game, and I got everything. And I actually had a. I've had a couple of resurgences, and like I was gonna keep playing it, but I was like, Destiny Two comes out. Mm-hmm. The beta is actually happening right now, and it's like. I have too many other real life things that I really want to do with all yeah. these creative things that we will get into and we did get into and I'm just like I can't I can't be doing yeah. that right now I have to I have to focus on other things so like I'm trying not to play Destiny 2 I'll probably buy the new COD just to play with my friends but like that's actually why I never have played any of the Skyrim games oh. it's for exactly that reason because yeah. I know I would go down that K-hole so fast that's kind of like my MO right like I'll spend like two weeks and maybe like barely touch a game and then all of a sudden I just be like, I gotta scratch my itch. And then it's like three days you just won't hear from me. Yeah. And like I won't go to, like I won't fulfill any of my obligations. You know. So I again I think Dark Souls is so cool because I can like pick it up and do like an hour's worth, make a little accomplishment, put it down. But because uh, it's like fairly linear, but still very like open as far as like the tactics and the style that you use. Have you played it? Yeah, I I played it a little. Like I think. Uh, like maybe one or two yeah. like, through a friend it's so hard it's, it's hard. insanely hard it's but that's also why it appealed to me man because I'm so sick of this whole like this whole trend that you see in video games now of like hand holding of like yeah. you know the first mission is just like now get in the mounted machine gun now mow down these like <laughs> robots that are popping up now do your fu- yeah it's just it, it dude just, it's, just it's funny it's like Call of Duty hmm? just throw me in right yeah like throw me in and like also like give me some challenge like Call of Duty the first Modern Warfare's like one and two, they kind of reinvented like the shooting gallery thing. So that was still really cool because you have all these like masterful cinematic set pieces yeah. and like I you had never seen anything like that before, you know, like on that like cinematic level. But then they're like, okay, we got a formula here now. The next thing you know, it's like Tony Hawk games, just like bam, bam, bam. I'm with the campaign mode. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a lot of games follow that that kind of dude. Okay, wait, Sam, I just. Uh, fucking Ubisoft? Oh, 
and EA, they could just both suck my dick for the rest of eternity. They're just putting out all this shit. I hope the employees of those companies do listen to this I podcast. I hope you guys are listening because you're putting out garbage, and the, the indie oh. game industry is going to overtake you with quality content. Ooh. You keep putting out shit like... I love this. Like, dude, like, when, like, just all these new games are like sequels to games I used to like, man. Like, yeah. Assassin's Creed was awesome. Oh. And they turn into this thing where, like, every fucking year, it's just the same shit. Worse. Over and over, and worse, and worse, and, like... The Far Cries and the and the uh, what's an oh dude did you guys ever play um Mass Effect did you ever play any of the Mass Effect uh, games I have two played a little bit of it never played it but I know how good it was it's actually an incredible like trilogy just in every way of like game making they just get better and then there's four they just release this giant like turd pile you know and it's yeah, like I've seen so many videos online of just yep. like, the facial animations are broken yeah. It's just, and it's like it's this whole DLC thing too of like we'll launch an incomplete game and then you pay us for the content. Oh, you're like, speaking to me. For your, for your, pay soul. us for your gilded gun. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about a gilded <laughs> gun. Like, sell that shit to the eight year olds with their parents' credit cards. Even, give me a good game. The the worst thing is that yes, I'll put out a good game and you can you can put out your money making content, but just make it not affect the game. Yeah, yeah. just non gameplay. I'm totally with that, man. Because if it's a game that like you competitively do multiplayer. You'll want to get like the cool flare shit, like because they have fun. like a new pretty... font, new outfits, whatever. But when you sell a game breaking like, gun, yeah, that's oh my god, dude! Like even uh, uh, Last of Us, actually, I, I love the multiplayer. No Last spoilers, I haven't played it yet. Well, okay, first off, play it because it's exceptional. I, I, I own like, story. it. You own it and haven't played it because <laughs> I've been in this thing where I just want to. I can't play games right now. Well, I, I understand that. No, as as a as an addict in and out myself, I appreciate that. But yeah, the cool thing is. If you play it on, like, not a crazy high difficulty setting, you can burn through the campaign in a few Enjoy days. Enjoy the campaign and move but on. But the, the multiplayer is very... Have you played it? Yeah. It's, it's very cerebral. It's very tactical. Yeah. It's slower paced. They punish you for being, like... Anything you ever learned in Call of Duty, you're going to have to throw it away because it's like, uh, it's like 5v5 or, like, 4v4 squads, and you're just, like, sneaking around trying to, like, kill each other with these improvised weapons and shit. Yeah. That and sounds it's really awesome. Well, it's sounds really well done. It's, it's really cool. Like, the first day you might rage quit because you're like, this is so fucking hard, but then you start to get it, and it really, it's incredible. But they sell all these, like, these guns. Like, there's a machine gun, but you can no. only get it by paying real money, you know, and it's like, and I'm, I'm just saying, like, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah blows me so anyway that was a gr- that was that's, great I love that's that that's my rant thank you guys for indulging me <laughs> no I um me and my friend Tom talked about it and we wanted to do an episode of a, a different podcast we do Tribecast about about that and just how like in-app purchases are ruining we talked a bit about it one episode but just like yeah that, that whole that whole thing just like speaks to me releasing games that are half finished so that you can patch and do all this shit later like that wasn't the way back in the day when games were good yeah so yeah, I that speaks. And I love that we can all be like back in the dares now. It's just funny to me that I'm now entering like the jaded old man phase in my life for the first time. But my jaded old man is like video games. I remember quality video games. I'm like the <laughs> shit that you kids are paying eighty dollars for now to download. Like it's uh, um oh my god. And do and then like it's like a whole like industry thing, right? Because I recently re-upped my game uh, GameStop power card or whatever partially to like save some money and yeah. in hopes to encourage me to do that instead of paying for things I can't return online <laughs> and uh, 
So I get like a free subscription of Game Informer for a year, and I used to really love that publication. They used to be a, I really I, the the kind you'd go to the library and read. Yeah, it was. Dude, I mean, I, video game magazines were like really good. Nintendo Power, out. rest in peace. What Nintendo Power? R.I.P. For sure. Let's have a moment. That was that was a beautiful magazine, <laughs> man. I loved it. It was it was great. I don't know when the last time you picked up one of these publications is, man. But like Game Informer. Their cover story was essentially like a 15-page ad for like the beta of the new Assassin's Creed video game, and I wanted to punch someone in the throat. The writer's like, <laughs> combat feels different and new and exciting. Like, I try to push the X button, but this time it doesn't do what I thought it was going to do. Instead, I push the trigger. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you guys, like... And then it's like, instead of using towers to, like, spot people, now I have my eagle. I'm like, it's the same fucking mechanic. It's just new window dressing. And, like, I'm just reading page after page of this, and I'm like, you haven't given me a single reason to be excited about it, but you're not being a good journalist and saying, like... This is what could be good. This is what couldn't this is be good. Wrong with You're basically game. making me want to follow the money and find out that you guys are owned by who the fuck makes Assassin's Creed? Is that Ubisoft? EA? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah. Fuck Ubisoft. The last the last Assassin's Creed I played at the end of every mission, they give you like a little survey of like how did you yeah, like that mission? That was uh, Unity, right? Unity. Oh. And on the they also did it in the the England one, uh, the British one. Black Flag. No, Black. that was a lot. I don't even know. I man. didn't play that one either. I played. I played Black Flag. I love Black Flag. It was okay. The it, ship it, mechanics looked really cool. I just thought it, it was it was the last good Assassin's Creed okay. game. Okay, because Unity was a pile of shit. I didn't even finish that game. I made it through like four missions and I stopped. Yeah, well, I think that's the problem you find more because whatever came after Unity, I played that one. I was like, what the fuck? And like, it can get kind of fun. They have these moments, but it's just, dude, it's like it's so formulaic. It's but, just but, like but, this but, is how we make money. But I love the like the first the Ezio, Ezio trilogy. Yeah. I got I hundred percent at every single one of those games. I have platinum trophies for the first four. First, you are the completion. Five or six. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I have like nineteen platinum trophies. That's not a big deal or anything. Whatever. Is your mic on? Yeah. I'm not picking up. You one can't hear my. Oh, mic. I'm just hearing mine. Yeah, okay, you're just hearing it. yours. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not that cool yet. I, don't, yeah. I think you need like a board or something. Uh, you just yeah, plug in. I think I board. have one. You want to borrow it? Or something. I'll check it out for sure. I mean, if I, if I like it, then cheap. I can then I can maybe get my own. But yeah. trying before I buy. Yeah, we'll try try before you buy. If, if you remember to bring it, then I'll I'll, I'll accept it and just let to, me know. Bring it remind to me the, the next the next practice. class. Okay, I'll remind you. Yeah. Because I will forget. I promise. But it's been sitting in my drawer for like a year now. Like. I stole it from my buddy and I used to do this podcast. I stole it from him because I basically put up the money for a microphone and he kept that. So I was like, I will make this fucking little. It's his shit board, but it's probably like sixty or eighty bucks. I don't know. Whatever. Anywho, that's a good. That's a good segue. To uh, that was great. What? Anywho, I <laughs> know. Anywho, this is my segue. <laughs> anything could be a segue. What's up with fans? Oh, I didn't turn the fans off. Whoops. Oh, oh yeah. that. You think that's gonna have a? Is that gonna oh. have a strong presence on the microphone? It doesn't have the strongest presence, but it has a presence. Okay. Hey, fan, you've got presence, man. You've I got my cheese more. I would have forgotten about that because it was so hot uh, at the end of Quentin's episode. It's like two and a half hours. Wait. So, so if I may, yeah. I'm sorry if this no, is please. a reaction for you, but so what's up with this? Podcast. You were telling me this is part of like a kind of a life transition. The um, yeah, you got you get really hyped about that, and that got me excited. The um, I love hearing about life transitions. It was I just gotten out of this relationship. This is this is like the fourth time I talked about it on the podcast. It's just totally R. fine. R. It's totally fine. Uh, I just gotten out of this well, long relationship. <laughs> 
that long. It was like it was like six months, and I was like positive I was going to marry this woman. Like mm. I was like she was like it was it was it was a very passionate, but it was like we were just wrong for each other. Yeah, and so like. It, I, had, I had basically seen my future in this one way. Yeah. And I had gotten out of the relationship, and I was talking with a friend of mine who was going through a divorce, and he told me, like, now you're young, you should be doing all these other things. And I was like, I just realized I have been a big stand-up fan for a long time, and I've always wanted to do it. And I've always kept saying, like, one day I'll do stand-up. One mm-hmm. day I'll do this thing. And it was just like, what am I waiting for? Like, what? And then I was just like, I've always wanted to play music in front of people. So, like, why am I not doing that? I've always wanted to have my own podcast. Why am I not doing a podcast? And so all these things that I had just been putting off, I'm like, let's just do it. Let's just go dive into it. And so, like, I've I so quit this. Like, I've been writing stand-up. Like, these are all my jokes right here. Like, there's, like, four pages of jokes that I've Excellent. just been working out. And so doing the podcast was just a way of, like, meeting people and talking to people and so the, the premise of the podcast is the 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 and i want this to be a very thinly veiled podcast because we spent about an hour on that and then got away from it completely yeah. which i am so okay with like that's that's what i want i just want to talk and so like yeah but the idea was just like i am now an aspiring creative person and i want to talk to people who are creative who have and at my level i'm gonna to talk to people who are just like me trying to do whatever and so just talk to them about their creative process or whatever's on my mind right, right. so like the first steps that i talked about a lot about which is what i wanted to get to you but we didn't get a chance to was the expectation of success and the fear of failure hmm. those two things have driven a lot of what i've done in the past i did a lot of youtube videos with my friend we did it for about a month and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be successful and avoid doing things because we were afraid of failing. And so just like just like exploring all these ideas of creativity and, and the like and just talking and learning, learning, talking to people. Um, I really I really want to because the first episode is me and Tom and we both make videos. We talked a lot about that and talked about music. And I'm talking to you. We both want to do kind of improv and like comedy and fun. What I really want to do is I want to get like a painter or something on here and talk to somebody who is mm. in a completely different medium. Yeah. That, that, that's what I'm mostly excited about. I try yeah. to ask my downstairs neighbor because he like makes furniture or something. And I think he's more like that. But just like just like just learning, talking and having a podcast. I mean, maybe eventually I'll just get away from all this and I'll just do what we did and just talk about fucking I'll just steal from the Pete Holmes podcast. It's so funny because Pete Holmes talks about ripping off Mark Marin basically just like and not in like a bad way, but just like you know, yeah. I just want to do a podcast. And so like what if what 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 is what first of all, what is Pete Holmes gonna do if I literally copy his podcast? Right. And I to a degree we did. We talked about Comedy, sexy, God. Yeah. So, like, I don't... Who cares? What are, what are the three? Comedy, sex, slash relationships, and then God slash religion. Huh. So, we, and we covered all of that. So, like, I'm... I, I just... I just... And it was natural. That was a thing. And yeah. I, I kind of pushed a little bit, but it was like... It, it came... It wasn't forced. It wasn't super forced. So, like, I just... I want to have a podcast. And it, it yeah. just... To me, it's it's a way of expanding and becoming more of a person. So, yeah, I, I, I affectionately called it my renaissance period. It's just, like, bringing all the things that I want to do from the depths. What uh, what phase are we in your renaissance period? How long since your uh, awakening? You're episode four. You're episode three. And my friend <clears throat> Tom is episode one and two. So your girlfriend... And you breaking up was the catalyst for this. It was like uh, I realized I had gotten. We talked about this. This is this is awesome because I, I I'm more sure of my answers now. Like yeah, that's good. We um I got so lost in the relationship. I wasn't being an individual, mm-hmm. and I wasn't taking the time to say like I need to do this. I need to do this for me. This is what I want. I was like, I'm a, I'm in a relationship. Oh, the analogy was um I was I wasn't wearing a shirt that said couple. I was I was a couple. And I was putting on a shirt that said me, 
Whereas you need to be your own person and you can wear the couple shirt. That was a great book. That was great. It turned out really good. I was putting on the shirt that was me and I just realized I need to do it the other way. I need to be me and then I can wear a couple shirt. I can be in a relationship. But also like I need to be able to take that off and be my own person. And like focusing on music, podcast, music, podcast, comedy, and improv. Those are the four things I'm going for. And absolutely. I've always, I've been playing guitar for eight years. I've been a stand up comedy fan for uh, (laughs) 10 years. I've been. An improv fan, not as long, but like comedy. It's it's comedy. Yeah. It's the same thing. And then uh, I've been a podcast fan for five months. Five months. <laughs> it's funny. But- a lot of people don't start getting into <laughs> podcasts until they decide they want to make their own. You know, like I um I it was so funny. A year and a half ago, I talked about, up to my friends about doing a podcast. We were gonna actually we we were gonna do a YouTube series where we played over the campaign of Black Ops Three because mm. it was co op. And we'd just do a podcast because we, we we would we would put I have a couple of videos of us just like having late night talks over gameplay and just yeah. uploading it directly. It goes and then, to some interesting places. I it, bet. it does. It, <laughs> it definitely does. But like, so then we did our own podcast. Um, it was called Tribecast. We did ten episodes, but two only two people were editing, and they were editing like for like five hours per episode. Mm. This is completely unedited. I'm gonna. I'll pick a starting point. Roll and uncut, baby. I'll pick an ending point. I'll throw uh, an intro, outro, and then I'll do a little pre-recording where I introduce the episode, and then that's it. That's it. Okay. So it's no editing, and that was kind of a thing that I realized about my creative process was I don't like editing. I like creating. I like producing. Uh, the podcast is called The Producers. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it, uh, the idea. I don't. <laughs> It's loosely based on the definition of producer, but it's just like the people who create, people who produce things. What do you produce? Right. Let's talk about it, basically, is, is the yeah. tagline, I guess. I don't really have a tagline, but like, if it was, it would just be like, what do, what do you do? Let's yeah. talk about it. Who are you? What is that? Does, does that sufficiently answer your yeah. question? Yeah, no, it does. Um, I, uh, I was actually going to ask you if you have come across any uh any well maybe this is like better for the who cares right we're going raw unedited right. just do it. whatever if you come across any uh literature or particular thinkers <sighs> blogs just anything podcasts that have kind of like helped spur oh, this so uh, many mostly because mostly the, it, i i pretty much exclusively listen to the Pete podcast because he has people that i i love like co- comedians and like actors that are just super funny on and he talks and i just relate there were so many times when i was going through my breakup where he would be talking about something and it would like hit 100 percent home for me and i'm like yeah. he's like you're talking to me about my problems right. and so there were so many times where specific episodes just spoke to me the uh, he did one with aziz and it was like Aziz talked about basically just like I I'm I spent so much time like searching to be with somebody or like do something I was not focusing on me. You, you need to ball out. You need to be yourself. People will take notice and they will flock to you and they will want to be your friend or be your girlfriend or something like that. So like mm-hmm. that was super inspirational. That that was that was a, that was a, uh, in the gumbo that was getting me to like do these these awesome things that I'm doing. And so, like, there was that one, and I have, a, I'm sure I have a bunch more, and I can't really remember a bunch of them, but I'm sure that something spoke to me and helped me get through a period of, like, uh, being in a weird relationship or having a weird thought or having anxiety. Sure. Stuff like that. So, and I think overall, all of them have just kind of contributed to me feeling, kind of justifying who I am, what I'm doing, and stuff like that, and just just rolling with it. It, it, it So, yeah, the penal uh, you made it read Pete Holmes has been a huge inspiration. Um, also, I read I'm in I'm through a book called Naked by David Sedaris. Ah, uh, I can't remember if I've read Naked. I've read one of his books. 
he's incredible, and um, reading his book has been good. Have you read Days of Dares? No, I never have. He's, uh, he's funny. It was, uh, it was given to me by a, a friend, the girl I'm seeing. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> she won't listen to this. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's outwardly against listening to my podcast, which is, which is how I prefer thing. it. I think I'm okay with it. I, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I feel like that, because that can lead to fear on your end, and fear stifles creativity. And see, that's the if thing. If you're checking yourself and saying, I whoa, don't, I don't know if I should reveal this about myself because this particular person, you, like. You will see, and you saw, I, I, I want to bear it all. I want to be an open book. There is, I can't think of yeah, anything. you're actually naked right now in the studio. Yes. It's happening. Yes, and. I was going to say it's cold, but it's actually really hot. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Probably all should have. He, he's not actually in the nude. Not yet. That was called oh, waiting on quit waiting improv. On. <laughs> yes, oh! and I have a sock on my penis. Um, right? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of hot in here, though. Yeah, it's a little hot here. It's a little it's hot a little here, guys. Um, yeah, but anyway, I'm sorry. You want to you bury yourself completely, but you've, what, you've caught yourself a few times. Hiccup no, no, and the thing is, is, is oftentimes I would catch myself, and then I would say... I probably shouldn't say this, or I probably said that, or whatever, and I would say it anyway. I'm I'm trying to give myself green lights. That's 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 uh, that, that's a big thing that Pete Holmes says a lot. That's kind of been my mantra. It's just like, what happens if you just say yes all the time? I should check this podcast out. This guy sounds right up my alley. I, I actually never listened to Pete Holmes. Yeah, I, I never. I I like his stand. I like his stand up, and then listening to him, like, God, he's just he's, he's just he's such an inspiration. He's like my number one right now. He's like the person that I think of like as an inspiration. Right on. Yeah, so t- I can recommend a couple episodes. The Izzy's one's a good one. Um, the Paul Shear one's one of my favorites. There's there's so many good ones. There's some that are just kind of filler in between, like not as, yeah. not as meaningful, but I've listened to like 200 of them, so I can probably remember a couple that are pretty good. The Completionist. Yeah, the, I follow him on Twitter now. That was one of the good ones. Oh, Harris Whittles, well, he's gone. Rest in peace. Yeah, but, I, like, I follow him on Twitter now. I was like, yeah, now doesn't do much. from beyond. The <laughs> well, going tweet. going back over his tweets. Yeah, that <laughs> one was. Uh, that one's heavy. That's the one I heard. But yeah, that one's a good one. I still, I, I it's what's funny with the one of the best things is like, I'll because at first I just picked the comedians I know that he had on, mm-hmm. and then I started going through the whole thing, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was his name, like someone who I recognized. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I love this yeah. guy. Let's get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's been really fun to like, and also he does a lot of like exploring the creative process, specifically with comedy, and it's kind of been inspirational to me with the idea that I don't have to have it figured out. You just roll with it. Yeah. You 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 rip you rip off another comedian who was your inspiration. You do his shit for about two to three years, and then, and then you make it your own. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, is kind of what it is. So that idea that has been a huge inspiration. Do you have any? Well, what. Pete has the thing about letting loving with guests interview him, and I think I'm the same way. But but <laughs> but we have to kind of be an <laughs> open exchange of dialogue, man. which is which is kind of what he was talking about. I re- I realized because these are my notes for Quentin, and they're kind of full because I knew some stuff about him. Uh-huh. These are my notes for you. I see. Because I don't. What do we have I, so far? Uh, I, I have your family, and your family has been an inspiration to you. But what I want to get into ah, first, okay. we'll get into that later. Um, Wait, how did you know that? Did I say that at some point? No, that was just a question that I have. Oh, I thought you, like, thought you were like, no. these are the things I know about Charlie. Like, no, that, 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 that information? that's purely so, generic. Why did you leave D.C.? It's like, yeah. The only thing Is I know it because is... because of like, that charge that you got? <laughs> it's like, what? 
Yeah, okay. So that's cool, man. That's it's open book. I love it. And that's because like, conversation Yeah, because I talked to Quentin at the at the after after the show yeah. after the practicing, and I couldn't go this time. But like, I I knew he did sketch, and I knew that he went to college. Wherever the fuck he goes to college, who cares? Place. Yeah, you're a great interviewer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this guy? GMU, JMU, Luca. Where did you go, JMU? Yeah, JMU. Right on, man. He's um, he's halfway through his term. Oh wait, so are you just in Richmond for the summer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. man. Good little place to do some creative exploration. Oh, yeah, if you want to do a quick plug for your group on this one too. <laughs> on this one too. Uh, I'll save. Drop I'll the save. plug. Oh yeah. So what do you do? What, what, what's your creative? Oh, what's, what's your creative thing? Deer in the headlights. All right. So real quick, just, I was gonna just, say just list them so I have them. List them. So I think there's a lot of overlap with us. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to say things that. I do not necessarily think that I'm good at, but well, like to do. Just put the irons in the expand. fire. Put the irons so, in the fire. Music, comedy, improv. Uh, those are probably my big three. Also, cooking. Uh, I really. I, really I want. Like I want to get into that. That's gonna be a good time. And also, uh, I'm I'm a bartender. I really hate to use this word, but mixology. Like, there. These are both examples of like. Ooh. culinary creativity you know like th- this really cool process of like combining the senses that uh, you literally have a construction site in your backyard I, I'm trying to see if it's <laughs> picking up on the mic I think it's picking up a little <laughs> we're bit we're getting all of it also while we're at a tangent we'd love for you to hang out you don't have to stay you can yeah you can... I'm just I'm like I'm finding a good spot <laughs> this is this is about <laughs> this as good be, a spot as any this might be the time yeah <laughs> well hey thanks a lot for doing it man ask I'll see you <laughs> next week man yeah, so what do you have to ask for so how long I was just like I was really sitting there like you did want to go so I don't want to like, yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's got his hand up like this <laughs> I have pissed myself <laughs> oh you guys don't get it. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if they said the story again, but that would just be so funny. You're like, can I go now, dude? Please. And then he's like, can you go? You're like, may I fucking go? Oh yeah, what do you guys ask? Like, how much long are you staying? Alright, Make sure you close the door all the way. Hey, I definitely, um, well, I'll get in touch with more about it, but I don't want to come to see some of your shit. Oh, sweet. Is, yeah. uh, we'll also, talk about that. We'll talk about that after yeah. class on Sunday. It's also another reason I like this like this town, this group, man. It's like, uh, i say another reason. I didn't give a first one yet. But this idea of, like, you know, creative people supporting and nourishing the artists within each other. Anyway, so those those are probably, like, my... The big four or five. Yeah, those are, those are my four. And then... Um, just just people, man. Like, I'm... People and communication, I think, are my strongest suit. And that's not necessarily, like, by default, one of the traditional creative pursuits. But, like, I think there's... It's important to have a spark of creativity and inspiration in everything you do. And you can see that with, like, you know, pro athletes uh, in their craft, to, like, scientists... Yeah, just uh, you know the the, the minds uh, that I respect the most in whatever field are these people that kind of have this amazing ability to like both be like these practical grounded people, but also have that spark of creativity. Albert Einstein, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so in my I deal with people a lot. I don't know if you're familiar with the ten thousand hour rule, but it's this idea. Oh of, God, like, he talks about that all the time. What's the name? What's the name? George. I don't even remember the author. God, I have, to, I have to look it up. But it, might, it might have been a Malcolm Gladwell. Book. Malcolm, that's it, Malcolm Gladwell. The Malcolm but Gladwell rule. Either way, it's like 
this idea, right, that, like, to really be good at something, like an expert, it takes about 10,000 hours of time. And, like, if I ever think of my life, I'm like, what are the things I've done most? It's, like, video games and talking with people, you know? So, uh, those, those, are my, those are my big pursuits, I would say. And then, yeah, I don't know, that's it. And I'm trying to, and I'm trying to really, it's funny, I'm, I'm trying to write more, but. Write what? Uh, just write. Just uh, actually, just every day, I'm just writing stream of consciousness because uh, I was actually initially a journalism major with a focus in uh, written journalism, and I reached this kind of point where I'm like, I don't really think that I'm a writer, although I have a great respect for the craft and I enjoy it. So I switched over to broadcast, but I think. It's important for me as a as a stream of consciousness, as like a daily sort of ritual. I say that like I've been doing it for a long time. I've, I'm about two or three weeks into this thing, but the part of the process is every day I write about three pages. Don't break the chain. Don't break the chain. I did that for two weeks, and I'm like, I want to break the chain. I think break, I think don't break the chain is is really good if that's what you want. It is, it is what I want because also it's creativity is cool, man. Because when you're chasing after something, if you're perceptive, you can find something else that's just as rewarding. You can find some sort of insight that you need in your life, with your relationships, with your work, with your art that you're making. So, like, I'm finding that I'll sit down every morning and I'll start writing, and about, like, a page and a half in, it goes from bullshit to being something of substance, and I'm actually, like, plumbing some sort of inner voice that I've not normally in touch with that kind of touches on this thing i've been thinking about about like it it it, there's a bridge between that and who cares if it's stupid green Mm -hmm. lights like just go with it like like you said just writing you just said i'm gonna green light everything i think about and then you come up you come up with something yeah that that that's something i would think about and like i think that's a very encouraging thing to do thing to live by when you're creating is like stop saying no stop expecting a final product yeah oh so okay so I want to plug this book to you right now because there's not a doubt in my mind that you would gain immense value in it. And it's called uh, The Artist's Way. And it's... Um, oh, fucked if I can remember her name right now. I'll look it up later. Anyway, you should really check it out. I'm, I'm, it's actually like a 12-week process, but you can kind of go at your own space. And I definitely am doing it at kind of a slower pace. You're reading it right now? I'm reading it right now. So also, that is something to be wary of because, you know, whenever we encounter a new idea that we like, it's easy at first to be very fanatical and think that we have found all the answers. Like some someone comes along or something comes along and like shakes your paradigm up and you're like, oh shit, like that's what I was missing. And then you go through this period of time where like, it's like your gospel, you know, and you're like, oh, like check this out, check this out. So I'm trying not to do that for the artist way where I'm like, no, you have to read this book. You, you got to try this. described everything because, I just said, though. Like, well, But it's crazy because, because like, then you're, I mean, and if you're not familiar with it in this particular endeavor, you will be. At some point, you'll get to a point where you become completely disillusioned with everything. And this new idea that once held such water for you will now become like... You're just like, what is the point? This is not helping me. This is stupid. I'm stuck. 
and then I, I like to think of it as like a pendulum, and then it starts to kind of swing back, and then you kind of hit that middle sweet spot where like now I have the all teaching that, is I have actually all of part that, of you that I had, and now yeah. I can use that effectively. Yeah, as part of your system, you add it's it integrated into so your basically your it's kind of like you're reaching, which is this upward swing. You're uh-huh. reaching, you grab it, and the downward swing is putting it onto your tower of artistry. You seem like me. You seem to enjoy a good visual metaphor, so I think this will be a lot of fun. Especially I, on the podcast. I, <laughs> I, I, I spend a lot of time just in my own idle thoughts. I just I construct just, visual metaphors. I feel like metaphors. any mnemonic device or analogical solution you can come up with just helps cement the idea and really... Like, like literally, that idea is now a part of me. Like, I, I, I had never thought yeah. that, but, like, that's something that I totally believe in. No, it's, it's really cool how that can happen, right? It, it can just take, like, one little, one little kernel... Being dropped in, but that, but and that was kind of the thing that you were talking about was just like you find you find a new something you find like all these new ideas that I have. Okay, Floyd, you're again too far. Into <laughs> the cat this. is on the table. Actually, I will I will say my point and I'll have you respond. Then I'll take him outside. Okay. Um, the idea of like finding new things and like expanding and adding to it, like that's I think I just explained the the Aziz podcast, Green Lights, the Pete Holmes podcast as a whole, just like all these things that I'm not adding to my life is I'm, I'm all about it now. And actually I went through a, a already, I went through a pendulum swing with Pete Holmes. Like I went through this point where it was like everything. And then I took a break from the podcast and then I came back to it. So like that was kind of the swing yeah. and I'm on another swing where it's just yeah. like, bam. And doing, doing the podcast is just, I think it's, I go through like 80 swings of just like, Oh my God, this is the best idea. Yeah. No, I, uh, <laughs> and now for the cat. Oh, she's, <laughs> is it a he or a she? He. Yeah, he's he, he's playing it really cool right now, but you know, as soon as you leave him alone, he's gonna be back on that table. That is a very adorable cat, by the way. Uh, yeah, I would love a beer. Thank you. So I'm just gonna riff while I'm in here. I'm gonna give myself five things to name right now. So uh, five restaurants that you should never eat at. Uh, Wong Dong's Palace. Uh, the Jefferson Five. Uh, Louis Armstrong's Carrot Salad Emporium, uh, Chucky Cheese Whiz, and Crack Donald's. Those are my five restaurants you should never eat at. Here's the Crack Donald's. Sprint Light? (laughs) What is this? (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Is this a new beer or is this just Sprint marketing their phones on an alcoholic beverage? That is a, um... Uh, that is a private label beer. Well, it's a smooth lager. It says so right here. Wait, I think when you it's say a, private label beer, what do you mean? You know how, like, um, McDonald's has great value? Oh, no, McDonald's. Jesus. Walmart has a great value? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. A, That's their private label. This is Walmart's private that's label? That's Lidl. It's a new, it's a new, it's a, it's uh-huh. a foreign grocery store. And, um. It tastes exactly like what I think your PBR must taste like. No, I can't stand those. I got really? a, I got a I got a free 48 pack from work. I've had one and it was kind of gross. Uh, I see how it is. So you're just shilling out your, your shitty beer that you don't like onto your house guests. <laughs> All right, that's cool. No, I'm actually That's fine. No, I didn't want a PBR. Thanks for asking. Me. No, this is this is actually enjoyable. This is just like like any beer I would drink in college. You know, it's like it's a cold beer. It's nice. It's cold. That's the uh, thing. It's beer really snobbery, cold. by the way, that's another grinds my gears. Oh my god, get my into god. it. Get into it. Oh, well, let's put a pin in that. Okay. For okay now. Right, right, but right. Uh, but by the way, the snobbery, artist way, snobbery in general. The artist way. I Julia Cameron. Thank you. I knew it was Cameron something. Yeah. So 
I, I'm saying this with reservation because I'm I'm only a couple weeks into this process. This is basically a course that this woman taught at a college for uh, kind of unlocking one's full creative potential. Mm-hmm. And for one thing, I've always been traditionally wary of any sort of self-help crap, too much like New Age mumbo-jumbo, all that kind of thing. I get it, I get it. Anyone who thinks they have all the answers. Uh, but I, I know at least a couple of people who have gone through this book, and it has helped them not only tremendously in their creative endeavors, but just in their life overall. Well, real quick, I think the thing is, is if you go to a self-help book to make your life better, instead of just like... Take, reading a book and taking things away from it. Yes. I think that's the difference. If you depend on the book, then that's a problem. But if you just say, yes. I'm going to read this book and I'm going to see how it applies and take things that I need. Yes. And I, I, and I 100% agree. And uh, out of curiosity, what is your zodiac sign? Libra. Okay. Do you know your uh, your personality type? INTJ? You're an like INTJ? Okay. See, this just goes to show, man. I... I I don't know a lot about this stuff, but I'm always kind of interested. Like, I think it could be that we're very similar people, but it also could just be that we're experiencing an overlap in our kind of, in our life experiences right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm sensing a lot of similarities with with your situation and kind of what I'm going through right now as well. So I think that's kind of cool. And I'm always interested to see, like, if that, if, like... Because I, I, I don't really take any stock in astrology, but mm-hmm. I do think that maybe in some really surface level there can be something to it because maybe there's some scientific grounding in it. You know, like you, the, the season that you're born in definitely does have an effect on your development as a child, like the climate that you're born in. So it's possible for me to see an extension of this into like different times of the year. Anyway, the same with same with the personality type stuff. Like I'm interested by it. I don't necessarily swear by it, but I was just curious to There's hear that. There's probably some truth in the personality test. I don't know how I much think I there is, believe. but I, I think it's just, dude, like everything else we're talking about, man, like you can get some takeaways out of it, but if you if you let that one thing become your, your schema, your system, you'll probably miss some important dots that you should connect. It's being, it's being open to everything. Yeah, exactly, which which is, I, th- I think that's the real game, man, and that also, that's creativity in an essence, right? So So the cool thing about this book... All right, so anyway, I did my little too long disclaimer where I'm like, I understand that maybe you're not into it. it. But (laughs) the cool thing, for one, is she's taught this as a class for many years now. So kind of naturally, as your logical brain sort of formulates these objections as you're going through the process, she actually will directly address these and kind of how... In, in the same way and in the same time frame that you're dealing with them. So it's really interesting that, like, she's done this enough now that in some ways it's very formulaic. It's like she has created this program, right, that it's like it will help you loosen yourself up creatively. And, you know, we know that success will come in peaks and valleys and plateaus, and she kind of seems to anticipate all of those very well. And so you feel as if you're walking with someone along this path that, like, they actually know what they're talking about, even though some of her stuff is kind of bullshit. But it's got some really cool tenets and actually a lot of things uh, that you've already kind of brought up conceptually, if not with the actual verbiage, she brings up as well. Interesting. So I think you'd find a tremendous amount of value in it. And, and uh, just to plug that again, that is The Artist Laxative artist, by Julia Cameron? The Artist Laxative, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By, uh, by James Cameron or whatever. <laughs> um, 
No, man, you, you should really you should really check it out. Like, just see where it goes. Actually, that that writing every day thing uh, that I'm doing that is, is that one of, of the core. Don't break the chain. Elements of it, 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 of that. Would you say it's writing every day or just doing something that involves your craft? For the artist <clears throat> way, it is writing, writing every, day. every day. But because the point is, okay. it's not about being a better writer. The idea is that you write every day. We the idea the idea is essentially every day. All right, so the way I interpret it is accomplishing two things. Sure. One, it's a mental offloading mm-hmm. of the bullshit that is filtering around in your head. And when I listen to podcasts of all these interesting like, or successful or just entertaining people, right, a lot of them uh, have this common theme of they have a daily ritual of like downloading. For a lot of them, it's writing. For some of them, it's meditation. I heard this one guy the other week uh, that he... He just sits in a chair. He doesn't meditate because meditation is like trying to turn your brain off. He can't do that. He's got too many thoughts. But he just sits in a chair and he just thinks. Uh, and the point is is that your brain, if you treat it like a computer, right, you kind of have to like occasionally like clear up some of your cache, you know, or clear up your, your hard drive or whatever you want to look at it <clears throat> because we're all walking around with hundreds of ideas in our head. Uh, and a lot of them oftentimes are negative or self-deprecating or they're worrisome in some way. And sometimes just naming the thing, just either the act of saying it or in this case putting it on paper, is enough to loosen it from your brain. So that is the first function, which is to free the space. The second function... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you get into the okay. second, that, you just hit like four home runs. Nice. Like, clearing your cash saying things, getting them on paper. For me, I understand the writing thing, and I wish I was a better writer, and maybe that would be good. I, writing's not my focus, though. <clears throat> but, like, I notice in my relationships and, like, with people, I love to talk. If I have a thought, I want to say it. I want to talk through <laughs> Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Me too. Specifically in relationships, like, if there's a problem, let's talk about it. Let's get it out Absolutely. in the open. That way it's over. Because once we talk about it, I know where you're coming from, you know where I'm coming from, and we can reach a common ground. And if we can't, then that's a problem, and we need to figure out a way to do that. It's really weird to not do that for me. And I feel like like that's that's cash and clear. If we don't talk about it, I'm thinking about it all day. That's my my day. We we had a fight on Sunday. Monday I'm at work, 10 hours. I'm going to think about about it the whole time. Pretty much the whole time. And there might be some distractions, but it's like... I'm thinking about what I would say if I would reply now and, like, what you will probably say. And it's just like, let's just get it out. Let's just talk about it. And then it's yeah. over. And then it's out of our brains. So, so I, that, that resonates really hard with if me. I, if I can offer kind of maybe uh, a useful extension, right, of that idea, I'm the same way. I'm a big communicator. Communications, one of the most important things to me in a relationship. So if you could imagine that you were in a relationship with yourself, right? You would want to have that dialogue with yourself about things that are bothering you. The problem is that's not the same thing as you just like obsessing over a problem. So you're talking about about, playing devil's advocate and playing both sides. Well, here's what I'm talking about. The cool thing about writing this stuff down. And again, there are other ways to achieve this, but you, you hit this point and it took me about a week, but now I'm hitting it more and more where I do it. You begin to have a legitimate conversation with yourself. Yes. And the way that you're kind of like bouncing ideas off your partner or you're saying like this is an issue that I need to address, it flows out through you. And the cool thing about that is it's all coming from within. 
you know, you're keeping your own counsel and you don't like, cause the other, the other side of that coin, right. Is like, sometimes there are things that maybe we shouldn't address with our significant others or with like friends, not because you're ashamed of them or because you want to hide them, but because you may just be adding fuel to a fire or it's like something that is like your personal thing that you really need to work through. And that's part of, I think maybe even the Before whole, like, which t-shirt it, you should, are you wearing? You should look at it a bit. So... So I actually, it's funny you said that analogy, or you brought that example up, because I'm a big believer in open communication and oh relationship, yes. but also I, I, I think that this process, at least for me, is, is very much that kind of same idea, but doing it with yourself. And being I, op- are you talking about being open with yourself or about something else? I'm talking about being open with yourself, but also so this kind of brings me into the the second function of before the, of you the get into task. that. I still want to talk okay, about okay, the first yeah, yeah, one. Okay, sure, sure, sure. The being open but, with yourself is something I really I try to do, and it's hard to do sometimes. But like making sure that what I'm thinking is correct. So like when I say like I'll obsess about it all day, I'm thinking about this is why I'm mad, and then it's like is that fair? Yeah, is it fair to be upset that? you did this thing, whatever it was. Yeah. Like, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is I once got, not mad, mad's the wrong word, I once was perturbed that a girl I was seeing, we both came home at the same time, we both put our phones on the end table, she went and plugged her phone in, and she didn't plug mine in. Do you, <laughs> it, it sounds stupid, but here's my reasoning, uh, and, and this is what I got to. Yeah. You didn't think about me enough to plug it in. I was 20, so it, it, it I don't care about it now. I would be like, oh, you're not going to plug my phone How in? Are you and it'll be over. Exactly. 25. Cool. But like that, that, that was the thought, and this, the the example stupid. But like no. I thought, <clears throat> I thought Poignant. it has minimal relevance. I think that as I get older, that's something I care about less. But like that was the time, and she said, "You're right." But I thought, like, I'm mad. Why am I mad? Well, because she didn't think of me. Is that fair? Yes, I said it, and then, yeah. she, and then she, I explained it because like you say that it sounds dumb, but then you explain it, and you're like, "Oh, I get it." And that's kind of a thing that I do with if I'm going to have a fight with somebody or if I'm going to apologize to somebody or someone's apologizing to me. If you can't explain exactly why and be receptive to someone poking holes in it, then you have no business thinking that or apologizing because you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that whole like knowing all sides thing. So I think that that's very relevant in what you just said. Like that's mm-hmm. something that I try to be very mindful of in my day to day because it's like, yeah, I have an opinion, but do I know why? Can I defend it? Can right I defend on. the other side? I mean, that's like debate and all that. But just like the idea of doing that is opening yourself up to more. And I think you're more, like I said, you're more aware and assured of what you're saying. And then the other thing you were saying was talking about negative self-thoughts. Yeah, yeah. That is something that is that is uh, something I've been going through a lot in the past. I, it was so weird because I was in a two and a half year relationship. Yeah, I saw your eyes light up when I said that. Oh, they did. Yeah. So like I, I graduated college last year and I was in a two and a half year, two and a half year relationship it ended after college. We we went our separate ways. We're still really good friends. She's great. Nicole was great. Cool. Um, but so we had a really good relationship. Shout so out I, Nicole. Listen to this podcast. That's <laughs> a good thing. She might actually listen. Right. She might actually listen. She's she's good like that. Um, but so so I didn't. We had a good relationship. She kind of built me up. Uh-huh. And so then I got out of it, and I was in this relationship where the person's love language wasn't words of affirmation. And so I got in my head a lot, and it's really hard to explain to someone, I'm feeling anxious, and I need you to reassure me and validate sure. the thing that I am. And a lot of times... Wait, I, I, I just have to... I don't want to get you off topic, but I just I have curiosity. Did you just assume that I would know about the love language thing? Or has that become 100% like really, assumed. It's kind of funny, because like you don't always hear people just drop that in there. Uh-huh. Uh, 
So I just, I that's that's just funny. That's cool. All I right. figured if you didn't, you would ask. But I was like, he knows what it is. I was actually waiting to see a visceral reaction. I, from I was. I'm just trying to figure out if it, now it's something that like everybody is. Do you just not know about aware it? of? Well, I've never read the book, but no, like, I mean, I'm aware of the, I'm aware of the, the concept. Well, actually, this past the relationship, she's the one who brought it to my attention. She's like, I communicate this way. And I'm like, Shout oh, out to ex-girlfriends who help us grow even through <laughs> the bad times. Because an ex of mine <clears throat> put me onto that same book. So and and and. We're st- it's still kind of fresh, not that fresh, but like we're st- we're st- we're still trying to be friends. It's weird, and eventually we'll be fine. But like, mm, she's she's a great she, she's a great person. We just didn't work, and it was it was it was yeah. very painful for both of us. Yeah, which is well, we should delve. I want to delve more into your relationship a little later. That's down. good. But uh, so so the thing yeah, is, so, so yeah, so getting back to so your like point, and and she got that confused, and I've had other people get confused. They think that I need to be single, and they think I need to validate myself more. And I keep telling my friends like. I might be a little bit of an egomaniac. I need to check it at the door, not mm. get more of it. I just sometimes I need you to do it for me. Like you're dating me, you see me, whether or not it's new or old. Like you see me more than anybody, and I'm letting myself be vulnerable to you. And I just want, I I think I'm cool, but I'm I'm, a, I'm giving that to you, and I'm like waiting for a response. Like tell me it's okay, help me out. I'm having a moment, and it's like, <clears throat> I think that. That's a thing that is so hard to do. Like, I feel like who I'm saying now, I can't do that with because it's too much. And it's like some people don't want to get deep like that or it's new or whatever whatever it is. It's just like – but to help your brain, you need to do that, which is why it's relevant, I think. Because it's like you have these self-thoughts and sometimes, you know, they're really defeating or they're, they involve another person. And it's just like you look for someone to say, help me. I want to talk. I want to talk about it. Communication. Yeah. Clearing the cash. That's that's pretty much all I had to throw in, and I wanted to get before you keep going on to step two. Yeah, no, I was actually the clearing the cash was because I was trying to find an analogy that suited. It was a good one. Yeah, which again, I don't know if it's a perfect thing, but the the but I, actually, the more I think about, it, the more I want to keep using that yeah analogy yeah. because I think it's a good one. When 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 your <clears throat> the cash is your ram, right? Um, yeah, I believe it. it the cash is the the. the, the your RAM, your you the the better the word you're looking for is RAM. You want to you want to reset well, your either RAM. Either way, yeah, reset the, resetting your RAM. The but, point but, clear, being, but clearing your cache is a, is a form of getting rid of old shit. I, I, I so yeah so I don't I mean maybe the RAM would be better. The point is either way it's like your pros like your computer is going to get gunked up. You need, if to, re, you've you need got to turn it off. Too many too many. How about just we even simplify it right for like my dumbass. He's like a web browser. You got like thirty tabs open. Close the tabs. You got to close that fucking. Close you got to close those tabs. Don't close even those loops. Just hit hit the big red X. It'll close. Boom! Off. It's done. Nuclear option, baby. Rest in peace, headphone users. R.I.P. What? Rest in, rest in peace, headphone users. Rest in peace, headphone users. Sorry about that, guys. Hope my sweet, sonorous voice seductively sticking in your earlobes. Whoa. Dude, this mic is crazy. Is this like a normal volume for me where I am now? <clears throat> I think like, so. Does it look like it's picking up okay? Yeah, here, I'll let you see it. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah these are great mics. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a loud, loud dude. Also, also the only thing, I, I'm usually the loud one. Um, yeah, no, it's I'm, funny because because Quentin last episode was like, "Yeah, you seem more quiet." And I'm like, mo- "The most people who are gonna listen to us are my friends, and I'm, amongst them, I'm known as the loud, the loud one. one." Yeah, the only thing I don't like is they pick up every sound. Yeah, I'm like, trying not to hit the table or anything, but yeah, it's very. I mean, like if I move my chair a little bit, it hears that like Floyd walking across the table. Like, it is a gift and a curse. Honestly, I'm not worried about it. No one, no one, no one cares. It's fine. Uh, okay, so we, we're talking so about step yeah, one, step so, two. So, so point one, right? Clearing <clears throat> the gunk out. The second thing 
is... And just to kind of bring that more full circle, it's writing every day, getting all your thoughts out, not holding on to all these things, getting them out, clearing the gunk out, having a fresh mind. Yes, having a fresh mind. And then from there, uh, actually moving forward into a space where you tap into a more creative energy within yourself. So one of the big core tenets of this woman's philosophy is that the paradigm of some people are creative and other people aren't people aren't like oh you're just like really good at art it's like everyone actually has within them what she likes to call like this inner creator and she actually likens it to this divine presence that you can kind of tap into but the problem is in our day-to-day lives and then also with years of social conditioning with the people who raise us with what we experience we put these blockades up in our mind over the course of a lifetime that stifle this creative energy and the trick is not even so much to like train yourself to be more creative it is to get yourself to remove the blocks to allow that flow of creativity to move through you if this sounds very new agey, it kind of is. But also, from my experience with in my life when I have been very creative or when I've been doing things like like making music or something, like, I mean, you, you, you make music too, right? So, like, I know you've experienced this. You get a moment where either you're playing with people or you're playing with yourself and you kind of enter this different zone, right? Like your brain waves actually change. And all of a sudden, you're like in this place where it's not even really you that's playing. You're part of something else. Like if you're jamming with a bunch of people, right? If everything starts to click, this unique energy kind of forms. And it's no longer about you or me or any of us as individuals. We've tapped into this collective energy. So I have experienced that. I did I did drumline in high school, and when we had a good show and just rock it, like we felt that you'd feel it as a performer with like the audience. The audience gives you something, but you can you can experience it through all these different ways. But the point is like that that feeling is not something that we have to wait to hit us, and that's actually a problem. Side note: that's a problem that a lot of artists or aspiring creative people get into is this idea of like I have to wait for the creativity to hit me. And what's a big way that we do that? We either drink or drug it out of ourselves, or we find uh, really crazy, exciting people that kind of push us to these like crazy spaces in our head, right? Where we're like, ah, I'm like so creative, and it's like the truth is. It, you don't, at least her thesis is, right? Again, I can't swear by it. I'm only a couple weeks into it. But her thesis is you don't need any of that. You just got to learn these tricks to step out of the way of yourself. So that daily writing every day, it's the meditation of clearing your headspace, but also as you're writing. And I'm telling you, man, like the last four or five days in a row I've been doing it, I've noticed it. I'll start off and I'll literally some days I'll be like, I'm writing on a page. I have nothing to write about. I have to pick the dog up today at 4.30. I need to do this. And then all of a sudden, I'm like solving a problem I have in my relationship. Or all of a sudden, I'm like, this is like a lyric for a song. Something, like just something comes, or I'll be like, I'll be like what the fuck should I do about this? And I'll be like, oh, I know what I should do. Like, so the, the point is not so much to be a better writer. Although, 
in writing every day, you will get better at it. This is the most quiet I've ever been. But the point is, I do. I'm telling you, you would love this book, man. I swear to God. I'll the point it is just it it's it's just this this mental clearing process, right? And that's that's her way. That's part of her process. There are other ways to do it. There's other people who do it. There's people who achieve that same state of mind by like stand up paddleboarding for an hour every day, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just this idea that like through some means tap into that that process so i can actually clear the cash open the floodgates i feel like that i can i can i can speak to that like the first step of clearing the floodgates was realizing that i wanted to do more creative stuff yes like that was yes that was the first and that's something she even says that in there too it's like and another thing you said was like it doesn't matter if it's good or not just do it dude no one's gonna create picasso on the first try Mm -hmm. the problem that people like us have and i'm just i'm gonna lump you into my basket here i think i assume that you think i belong in the basket is like we can appreciate and understand great art and creative endeavors on like a deeper level Mm -hmm. because you can like appreciate the craft for it right but the hang up to that is then you're more aware of your own deficiencies and i think that can make you afraid i can't create that so why would i make like when you like when you see someone killing it in stand-up you're like you're like i know why that's good like why isn't my thing that good i I must not be good good my 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 first joke was about applebee's Uh uh-huh that's all you're good. Are you, uh, that's all. That's the teaser. No, no, that's no. The joke is, um, <clears throat> if I don't laugh, don't be offended. <laughs> well, the, the way I explain, I explained it to Quentin, and I kind of monotoned it. So I'm, I might, I might try to play. Try to try the delivery out, man. It was it? Um, uh, so hypotheticals are fun. People love to throw that at you. It's uh-huh. um, uh-huh. they like to know like, oh, fuck, Mary kill or whatever. But like my favorite one is like, if you could have dinner with anybody in the entire world who ever existed ever, who would you have dinner with? Uh-huh. And I think the more pressing question is. How do you convince that person, your dead dinner guest, that you don't want to order off of the two for 20? You instead want to order off the menu. <laughs> do you want to be the one that tells Rosa Parks she can't get her oriental chicken salad? <laughs> so that's that's the idea. It's okay. not that good. It's a, it's a silly premise. It's fun. And it needs a I lot, like the premise. It, it needs a lot of work. I have it I written like down better. I haven't practiced it out loud very much. But it's like, new material. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like... That's a, that's what you're saying. Is, and I like that you shared it with me without 20 times being like, I know, I know this isn't good. It's just an aside. It's like, dude, this is what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning that from improv. Green lights. That's that, that's a big Pete Holmes thing. Like I said, like what happens if you just say yes, if you stop saying no, if you just do the impression? You know, That's something that I, was big. He does a lot of impressions. And he's like, I'm going to try it once. Who cares? If it's bad, who cares? Because I'm trying. It's fun. Oh, I have a question for you about impressions at some point later. I'll write that down. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that you were saying about step two is I um, – there was one point I was struggling and I was like, what's going on? What's wrong? Why am I upset? <clears throat> and I had like five different people in my life telling me that I needed to write. Just write. Huh. And I was like – I kept saying I no, wonder no, no, if no, any no, of them no, read no. The Artist's Way. I don't, I don't think so. But still, it's interesting. One of them was my therapist, so maybe. Thing. One of them was another friend who could, but I don't think so. I, yeah. I, but the thing is, so I did it. Yeah. I sat down and wrote and I, the last line I wrote was like – I have never had a real father figure, like a like a male role model. Yeah, and I was like, that's the, that's that was it turned out to be the the thing I was going through was like, I don't I don't have that, so I'm missing some things. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm in therapy. I'm open about therapy. Like, this podcast is really what I want it to be. I wanted to get into weird stuff and stuff. Yeah, like this. dude. No, I so uh, so so I did the writing thing, and I it, yeah. uh, it uncovered. I was like, whoa, look at this! Look what I just found. Yeah, this thing. It's pretty cool, right? Yes, and, and I, the other cool thing is like so I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I no, just no. want to say like I'm done. The, the 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 writing thing, right? Like that is not the only way to achieve it because you can experience that same exact 
flow and that those revelations through conversation, through dialogue. And I have no doubt that you've experienced those moments many a time in your life, especially in this conversation. Yeah, and I, me too. And that's uh, that. That's I mean, that's I'm also a big believer in talk therapy, and not just like talking with a therapist, but like the idea of like talking through just stuff. Talking. If you, t- um, you if you talk, you just you you can't, you. you I mean, when you break it down, you want to talk more, and you need to think of more, and then as you think, because we're thinkers, you just say like, "Oh, that's it." Mm-hmm. It's like writing. It's like writing from stage. That's the thing that some stand-ups do. They write from stage. They yeah. go up. They go up with a premise, and they talk about it, and they riff on it, and yeah. they just riff, and it's just like that takes huge balls, man. Huge balls, a lot of practice, and probably some time in. Let's be honest. You oh yeah, 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 for sure. But uh, just the same, you know, to in any way, just go up there, like. <clears throat> Yeah, it's because it, I, I feel like the payoff is huge, but that potential for failure, you can't be afraid of it because if you're going up there and you're just riffing, you have no but idea where I, it's going to I've told the go. story, so I'll just try to get to it quickly on the podcast before. I don't want to repeat myself too much. When I first, the first time I ever did improv was uh-huh. at Jambalaya before the class. And I was like, I hope I bomb. That way when I bomb, I know I still want to do this. And I went up and I bombed. Nice. It was awesome. I like that idea. You were just I, like, I, I, I want to fail I went up miserably. twice. I went up twice. I got laughs on the first one. Felt great. And the second one, right, it was the one where Crickets. everyone lines up in the back and like there's like a person who has a fly in their soup or something. Hmm. And you go up and you say a joke. I did two jokes. Got like nothing. And I felt embarrassed. But then I was like, I liked that. I want to do that more. I want to get last, but also like I also didn't mind bombing. Like it was like yeah. I, I guess like, maybe because I have an appreciation for the art, the craft. Like you're not always going to get a laugh every time. Every good comedian has bombed. Oh yeah, and oh, that's man. and that's where they always say they get their most the chops beauty, from. Sometimes the beauty is in the bomb. Was it? I can't remember the name of the book, but I really enjoy it. Maybe you read. It's called like Stories from the Road, Mm-mm. something like that. I oh no, no, it's called it's called I Killed Stories from the Road. It's just a compilation of stories from, like, all the greatest stand-up comedians. Interesting. That just sounds interesting. Everyone, everyone who you, read a lot, you, don't you probably like and grew up listening to is in there, from, like, Seinfeld to uh, Patton Oswalt, like, Louis C.K., you know, like, they're all in there. And it's just these great stories. And a lot of them are about, like, it, a lot of them are just about, like, the worst gig that someone ever had. You mm. know, like, I was in this biker bar and, like... Uh, Kansas, and I had to leave the stage because they were going to kill me, you know? And it's like... <laughs> is that Patton? I, I really can't I, 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 I was just joking. It's been a long time ago since I read it, but, <laughs> but like, that's the idea, right? It's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. That, like I, I, one of them, I think maybe it was Louis C.K., I can't remember, but one of them was like, I actually feel a lot worse. Like, when the comedians go up at first and they, like, get a lot of laughs, like people who kind of, like, naturally hit their stride on the first try, like, that's the hardest because it's easy to like work your way up from bombing, but like if you're actually riding that high, you will at some point ride up face down in the dirt. And if you haven't experienced it before, you're not going to have that resilience. You also, know? yeah. So in li- and there's plenty of times in life where I've, I've fallen on my face. But like also, I think the thing is, I don't want to write a joke that makes people laugh. I don't want to discover the formula. I want to. I want. You know why? Wait, wait, wait. You, you need to explain that one a little bit to me because you don't want to make people laugh. No, I do want to make people laugh, but I don't want to. I don't want to just be like. If I do this and this, this will get laughs. I don't want it to be that easy. Mm. I want to take the stupid Applebee's joke, and I want it to be a really good joke one day. But, 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 isn't, but that, isn't that through but if, but if scientific it, tweaking? Yeah, but if I started with a good joke, and that was it, and it was just a good joke, 
that, that, that's kind of what you were saying. If I just started with a good joke and I didn't do anything, need to do anything to it, need to work on it, I didn't tell it, and gotten, I've gotten no laughs so many times. And I'm okay with that because it's like the joke originally started, how do I convince them to order off the two for 20? And I figured out that it was funnier if I, if I didn't want to do that. So by telling it to my roommate mm. or the, a friend, like – I figured out a better way to tell the story. And then I added to it. I gave a JFK impression about wanting and the Oriental. I think he wanted the Oriental chicken salad and she wanted I, I looked up the menu and actually got menu items off of it. But just like just like <clears throat> if I if I knew the answer, that wouldn't be fun. The fun thing I think is is figuring it out and getting and like we can appreciate the craft because we know how difficult it is. And so, like, going into it with a, like I said, just a funny joke right off the bat isn't gonna be rewarding. Because yeah, I'll get laughs and I'll feel good, but like this joke, if it turns into something and I put the work into it, then I'm going to really love that joke and I'm going to, like, love the process. And that's kind of the thing, the journey, not the destination. Like, that's real. That's a real thing. Like, playing music, grow, coming up, playing covers all the time, and then writing a song, and then I have this song. You don't have fun playing the song a hundred times. You have fun writing the song and making the album, recording it, and playing it for the first time, and then, okay, the second time, and then next thing you know, you played it a hundred times, and you're like, I'm ready to do it again. That's why they make new music, because it's like, I love doing that. I love creating. I realized that when I was doing YouTube videos, like, I love creating. I don't love as much editing. Yeah. So, like, that was kind of the thing. You can keep talking. I'm just, I'm trying to, like, stretch my... <laughs> it's like, it looks like you saw a bug or something. No, I'm just, I've got that weird thing where, like, the circulation has stopped in a part of my body. So, mm-hmm. but I, pl- please continue. <laughs> no, no, I want to watch. No, okay, so, um, but yeah, so that's kind of the thought process there. I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird, and yeah, I want to make people laugh, but the idea mostly is I want to just enjoy the ride and figure out what I actually like. That's kind of the goal with the... With doing stand-up and with doing music, like, I want to do, I want to just do it. And, like, I did it with YouTube videos. We did a, we did a month of videos, and we did, uh, I think it was 15 videos. It was a month and a week. So five, five weeks, 15 videos, and we did, me, me, me and my friend Tom, we decided to make videos together. And, because he's really good. He did this what he co episode. Like, that was pretty much all him. I was there to help hype it up, and then I would edit, I edited uh, eight videos, and it was really stressful and it took a long time to do. And it was fun and I was really proud of the product and I'm good at editing. But just like it didn't bring me joy. Yeah. What brought me joy was recording the episodes and getting together for Sweaty Cocan Nights and recording. Sweaty Cocan Nights just was, was so much fun because we'd get on at like 8 o'clock and play till like 1 and just 5 hours of just laughing and having fun and going for silly things. Yeah. So, like, so the, what I'm saying is I don't want the answer. I want to get to the answer. It's yeah. like a math problem. Like you the get, journey, you, not the destination. Pretty much, I said that. But yeah, the that's question, not, that, not that's the answer. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's. Was there a step three to the Julia? No, no, it was just th- that's just that's just the writing thing. Though. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Like, there's other sort of. No, no, no. I, I don't want you to go over the book. People can, people can. No, the, the yeah. I mean, there's the, there's the other elements to it, but just. I, I cannot emphasize enough that I think you would find tremendous value in this book, and uh, I hope that you read it. And when you do, I want you to like tell me your thoughts. Okay. Uh, it, should be, it should be pretty cheap on Amazon. I got it on Kindle for I think like ten bucks. You have a Kindle? Uh, 
Actually, yeah, I do have a Kindle. I've you don't stole seem my like mom's, the kind of I stole guy. my mom's old Kindle. You just steal things, don't you? I do. <laughs> I, I like free shit, man. <laughs> I also had it on my phone. And the funny thing is, the Kindle my mom has is like 10 years old, so it's like... I think all Kindles are 10 years old. I don't archaic. think they made a new Kindle. No, man, Kindles. they make them like tablets now. Or maybe they just... Yeah, maybe the app's on tablets. It's just funny, though, to like... I'll be at a bar, and I'll be reading a book on my phone. And I have this moment where I'm like, to the untrained eye, I look like I'm just scrolling through typical, Reddit or my Facebook millennial. feed. But Call I'm that. actually reading, but without the whole douchey part where I make a big display of taking my book out oh, so that everyone at the bar wants to know what say. I'm reading. I went Although, to the bar the other day, got a sandwich, a beer, and read my book. That's okay. I do that all I did the time. It, I did it quietly in a booth, though, so I wasn't the, <laughs> no, the, no, no, trope, no, the trope I, that you were dropping. I say that <laughs> being one of those people. You know what I mean? Because the I'm truth reading is, a book. Let me just stretch my arms and flex my book. I'll flap it out. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Like, I, and that, that's the thing, right? Like, I, I have used a book to genuinely like take myself out and just, you know, I don't be by myself base. and read. I've also had a book a couple of times as, hey, if someone starts a conversation with this book, maybe that's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I also think, I think that... The mere act of simply seeing somebody reading a book, I make a lot of assumptions about who they are as a person right at that moment. I automatically assume I'm going to like them more. I automatically give them about a 10-point like IQ bump. If they have a book? If they have a book. If they're out in public and they have a book, libraries are good. I pointed to my bookshelf to, to get he's, points. He's got a bookshelf. The top shelf is occupied entirely by Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And, and some, notebooks, some notebooks. Binders. I have one shelf of books. Well, I have more books at home. These are just books I, I haven't read yet. Or want to reread. I, uh, I'm telling you, man, I think there's something to be said for the book thing. And it is funny, in this town... Do you want to know a joke? There's a lot of people reading books. <laughs> What's the joke? So, you ever read that, sto- that quote by some author, if you go to someone's house and you don't see where they keep their books, don't fuck them? I've never heard that, but I like that. 50% of the reason I have this bookshelf is in case I have a lady over and she's read that quote. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I think even if they haven't read the quote, that's, uh, one, I think they're affected by it, and two, I think if they're not interested in the bookshelf, maybe that's not a lady that you want to be fucking. Oh. Mm-hmm. I did. I had, a, I had a friend over, and I asked her, Hey, what's the weirdest thing you see in my room? And she picked the Pokemon Sun and Moon walkthrough guide on the top shelf. So I think I'm actually hurting myself with the top shelf of this bookshelf. Didn't notice that. Well, you never go wrong with Harry Potter, you know? Probably the best book. Best adored adored by all. I, I think it was... I, Are you I, missing one? No, no, you got seven. Yeah, I got seven. This, the fucking the fifth one's like the biggest. What's the tome to the right of that? That is a uh, a hollow book. A what? A hollow book. It's got, hollow book. It's not not a book. It's, it's like oh, a it's where box. you keep your weed. Uh, got it. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, no man. I, the the, the I book thing though, it's real. Like I, I it's yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of people who read books, and I want to be a person who reads more. Do you want to know something that I, I feel okay admitting? Before I started seeing the person I'm seeing now, I wasn't a big reader. I want, I've want i always wanted to be, and I've had these books here for a very long time, to try to read more. And I remember one day I was like trying to find a book, and all I have are books I don't want to read. And then she showed me the David Sedaris book, and I was like, this is amazing. Tell me more about this person. The person I'm, I'm seeing now? Oh. Or the person I was seeing. The person you were seeing. The person I was seeing. Um, 
What do you want to know? I, 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 I do think I want to keep the anonymity, even though anybody who's a friend of mine probably knows who she is, but just to... <laughs> then don't tell me her name, but what type of person was she? She was a very caring person. Okay. Um, she was a very busy person, and I... <sighs> oh, I love that you're, you're what making... Was, what, was, what was her trade? What was her craft? What were her hobbies? Um, what made her tick? She loves kids. Okay. Teacher? Uh, she works in the foster care system. She's a she she's more of a business mind, so that's the best way she can help. <clears throat> and she's and she's very good at what she does. It's very hard to do what she does, and she is trying her hardest to do the best she can. What did you like the most about her? I liked. That she was into me. And that sounds weird, but like when no. you, it, it can sound weird, and I feel the need to explain it. Maybe not to you, but to other people. It, when, when you meet somebody who is enchanted by your presence, that is intoxicating. And when you meet someone whose presence you're enchanted by, that's intoxicating. Yeah. And so what, the first bit of our dating, it was magic. Yeah. It was everything that you'd ever, like every Stevie Wonder song or like whatever. <laughs> so like, that might not be the best artist reference, but just, it was great. And then she got busy with school, and I just was, I just, like I said, like I got lost in the sauce. I got, mm-hmm. I was just, I took off, I changed my body into a couple, like, I just put everything into it, and it was wrong. It was so not right to do. Um, But yeah. What was your least favorite thing about her? What uh, did you hate? I hated that I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't be myself. I have always, always tried to be authentic and not individualistic for the sake of being individualistic, but just embracing what is individualistic about me and hard to typically express. Um, Like I like, for example, I like to play air guitar in public when I'm walking and listening to music. It's weird, but I love doing it. Mm -hmm. And I don't really worry about people looking at me weird. But it's what I like to do, and it's not widely accepted. So that's just kind of an example. Like I, I choose to embrace that and do what I love instead of saying, like, it's more socially acceptable if I just walk and listen to music and don't hit this amazing guitar solo. You know what I mean? So you you felt that she... And not... No, she, she the thing was is I couldn't communicate like I wanted to. I couldn't huh. share what I wanted. And even when I did share, it wasn't met with, like, reception. It wasn't met with, like, I, 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 let's talk about it. Let's be understanding. Let's try to talk about it. It was more just... <clears throat> And I've been out of this relationship for a bit, so it's hard to like really hone in on it. But just like it, just I just I remember always feeling like I have these thoughts and feelings, and they're not being shared, they're not being expressed, and they, she doesn't know. And if she does know, she's not doing anything about it. I find it interesting that your most and least favorite things are both things that are more about you than about her. Isn't that isn't that funny? It is funny. It, Why did you guys break up? Or how who broke up with who and why we had been fighting a bunch we've been trying to work through it and then we were having we're both having a good day we decided to go to costco oh it's costco (laughs) everybody gets pumped for costco (laughs) and we fought the whole way there and the whole way at there and the whole way back and we sat in our car for two hours and cried and was it just about bullshit 
So, is that point where one of you just like, this isn't working? She said that we we had both been saying it wasn't working. I was just more committed to working through it. I'm, you know, you 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 especially know how this is. I think that the, I don't think there's a single problem you can't work through. If if both people are willing to be flexible and talk about it and work on it, and that's an interesting one. So I think she. I, I don't. I, this isn't like a shot. I, th- I think she gave up sooner. She tapped out. Yeah. And I was I was in there for a couple more rounds. I don't know if. I don't know if you can work through any problem. That's fair. I think, I think, I, okay. You can try. How about that? Let's, let's call it that. No, no, it's, but this is, I mean, that's a really interesting question, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times the problem is just that like one or both of you don't really want to make it work. But if you both really, really want to make it work... I think I say that because... Is it I, possible? I think I say that because I feel like we both wanted to make it work, but at some point she stopped wanting to make it work or, or, or gave up trying. I think it's something like that. Because but, but some people are wired that way. And it's again, it's not a knock or a shot at her. That's just her makeup. She was will, was willing to end it sooner than I was. Like I said, I was... I, I actually... A couple of days ago, I begged her to take me back. <laughs> I, how long has it been since you guys broke up? I have no idea. I really don't want to visit that, visit that timeline. Over a month for sure. Okay, so still still f- very fresh. I wouldn't say fresh though, because we've been fighting for a long time. So like, the initial wound was was there. Yeah. So the healing process, I think, begun while you were still in the relationship. Yeah. Because part of it had died, and so I had already had time to mourn that. It was just mourning the end of it. Yeah. So I think that that was kind of the way that that happened. Well. Yeah, I don't know, man. I. Because I I wonder if. Well, that serious relationship I was in, I kind of had this takeaway that sometimes it doesn't matter what either of the two of you want because there are forces in this world that are outside of our control time and distance just being a couple sure and i i I definitely believe that because i don't think that there's a single part of her that didn't want to be with me i just think it didn't work but here's the thing though is like but to kind of bolster what you said earlier a lot of those maybe we could actually work it if we really wanted to I, i i probably definitely believe that that's the case i think that there was a lot more we could have done It's actually her on the phone right now. Oh shit! Do you need to take the answer? We can pause. I'm. I'm just. I'm just gonna tell her that I'm occupied. Okay. Hello. We're getting all this. I don't know what that means, but. I'm doing I'm doing the podcast right now. <laughs> You're lucky I didn't put you on speakerphone. Oh, you should have. <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, oh, your delivery your delivery was shit. See, understanding, being able to backtrack. Oh, but I have wet hands. Uh. No, I was, I uh, I literally I couldn't, I couldn't hit I couldn't hit. I couldn't hit hang up on my phone because my hands were wet, and so it just kept recording a voicemail. 
Um, yeah, that's the story that I left in my voicemail, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're actually, we're, we're actually, I, I'm, I, I, I'm like talking about you a little bit right now, actually. We're talking about relationships. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, it's some good stuff. It's, you know, we're taking it. Tell you, send her a link. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link. <laughs> oh, nothing about you specifically, but, uh. He, this guy was sharing his recent story of heartbreak, and I was trying to decide if I wanted to get into mine or not. But the the core question we're asking right now is: Is it possible for two people to work through anything if they really love each other enough, or are there things that are outside of our control that um, make it so you can't? So that's a fun one to chew on. I go back and forth on which one it was with you and I a lot, even. I'm glad to um, open this. This is so good. Yeah. This is live. This is real. So, <laughs> this is real <laughs> shit, babe. This is real content. Live right now on the microphone. Um, <clears throat> sure. Yeah. Well, uh, some, some to, to think about. Anyway. No, I don't have you on speakerphone right now. He should. Yeah, but maybe I'll call you when we're done. Maybe I should have put you on the speaker, but anyway, later, some other time, we'll talk. Okay. Did you, what did you say? You're what tonight? Oh. Ah, okay. Well, have fun with your bingo. Okay, babe. All right, ciao, babe. Okay, okay, bye. <laughs> I'm going to off my hands, bye. All right, bye. It's funny. <laughs> Thanks for uh, indulging me on that oh, one. For a I second. wish you had put it on speaker. That would have been uh, so maybe good. Maybe you should have. I, I, I respect the... the the knot, but I, I, the, I think, it could. I mean, there's a lot of directions it could have gone that, like, gotta be again, careful. Not even and, really and for just me, so like, like we can't edit anything out, you don't want it. Oh no, no, that's fine. Like, I actually, I was hoping some entertaining con content would be provided by that conversation, but uh, I didn't want to do it without her knowledge. And then also, it's just as like, ah, well, let's kind yeah, of refocus no. it. I, probably a good decision. <laughs> Because also you don't know how that that audio quality could suck ass, and you oh, know, it's fuck, like, I give a shit. The audio quality we probably have sucks ass. All this like table. I hope not. Thing. No, no, you it'll be good. Good it'll, audio quality. It'll be it'll be fine. We'll You've be got fine. good mics. Good mics, and uh, we're close enough. The only thing is, like I said, table knocks and stuff. Okay, so you were gonna talk anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that's a good question, man. I think about that a lot, but I don't know. I kind of I kind of exhausted my brain power as far as that goes. I was just interested to hear a little bit about yeah your relationship because because this girl I actually had uh, a very intense kind of short term oh, relationship. There. I've been there, dude. And uh, I thought for sure that she was the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, and. 
And when it ended, I didn't really know what to do. So it's kind of funny. That also coincided with me moving down to Richmond and kind of trying to re-pursue a lot of these avenues. That's when I started like doing improv for the first time. So it's interesting to notice these like parallels that you and I share with that kind of dynamic. Ending the ending, getting out of a relationship and saying like, okay, like like I said, my whole life was just in front of me. Now that that's not the case, what do I want to do? Yeah. What do I do now? What do I do now that that was all taken away from me? Well, it's maybe, very, maybe that's very liberating to have all your shit taken. It is. It really is. It sucks. It's, it's, it's really difficult. But the, but if you can, you if get you to get can, all new stuff, right? What you get to get, you get to get all new stuff. If we're gonna do the video game thing. I liken it to, like, you've progressed really far with this character, but you're in this, like, shitty part that you can't get by. Or you just, you didn't know what the fuck you were doing with, like, leveling up your stats, so you didn't do it the right way. You know, you've got this kind of, like, shit character, (laughs) and it's like, well, fuck, man, I'm just going to start a new save game. With a new character and start from the new. and now and now it's like you all you know all this shit you didn't know before like you know about like the the shortcut in this level and you know about the hidden like treasure in this level. I will say this though: Have you ever played any any Pokemon games? <laughs> oh, never to completion. So I played them though. I think to completion is one of my favorite things. You are a completionist. No, yes, you are a yeah, completionist. yeah, yes, I am. But I was more talking about the sexual, like to completion, <laughs> to completion. <laughs> no, to so completion. the the thing I hate, I've played those games so many times, and all I want to say is I can't play them anymore. I can't replay them because I know all the things. I know who to get. I know how to do it, and it's like it's not fun. I I think I want to be in a, a situation and a relationship where I don't know what's going on. I know how to act as myself. Sure, but the thing is, is is it, the, the the difference is in the game it gives you an opportunity to change and essentially reset your yeah. stats and re yeah. re up your skill tree basically yeah it's, it's not necessarily like a perfect analogy but it no, is no, no, this kind no, of idea I, but of like, I'm, I'm trying to it's, make it it's a, liberating in a certain way you know what I think I'm trying to make it a good analogy is like I want to play a game where I can continue I don't have to restart I can just say like sure I messed up. I'm wrong. This is a safe space to be wrong. You were at one of those pivotal cutscene moments where you had to choose between saving two characters' lives and you let the wrong person die. But you know what? You're not going to reload that save game. You're going to deal with the consequences. You're going to keep on going. Yep. Because we got to keep moving, man. Who knows? Who knows the future holds in store? It's like Game of Thrones, man. Someone always dies. Swear to God, if you drop a Game of Thrones spoiler, I don't. I don't watch the new episode yet. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I don't want to. I don't want to get the emails. Well, a lot of people die in Game of Thrones, but the point is, like, whether you root for the death or whether you against it, or whether it's the most horrendous thing that happens to you ever. Every death has consequences, and a lot of times those consequences don't be they don't become apparent for a long time. And not just death, just with anything. It's this yeah, idea, yeah. right? Like that's. I think that is in some way what is really appealing about the show to people beyond like the titties and the violence and everything. Beyond it's like, the titties, that's it's this idea that like people change, and we have things that we think like make sense to us, and then it turns out that there's just no way you can tell where that path is going to go. Mm-hmm. So like the most despicable villain gets off, and you're like, yes, fuck that son of a bitch. It's his time to go. But then, because of that, through some course in the future, someone else that we care about goes through a great deal of suffering, you know? So it's just, I, I, I don't know. That's, again, with, like, the visual metaphor, you're talking about, like, continuing on. It's like, we don't know, man. Like, you just have to keep continuing on, doing yeah, your best. Yeah, just keep continuing. Keep just balling continue. out. People take notice. 
Video game analogies. Who's got them? Let's do them all day. What's your favorite video game? Of all time? All time. Ocarina of Time. That is a solid one. Am I the only one that liked Majora's Mask more than Ocarina? I haven't played Majora's Mask. You know what? I have it for 3DS, and I've been waiting to play it. Dude, I'm starting to hear this answer from you over and over again. I'm wondering if you're actually a gamer or if you just collect games. <laughs> like all those books on that shelf, like, did you really read any of them? I probably read about half of them. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I you seemed really hardcore at first, but I'm like, dude, you haven't played a lot of these games you gotta play. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, so here's the thing. Hey, folks, what? I'll let you be the judge. I'm not saying he isn't a gamer, but I'm not saying he is. Let's turn to the tweets and see. I didn't get to serious gaming until about four years ago. What did you do before? Um, Music. Relationships. I would throw myself into relationships. So actually, I just want to say something. When you asked me about like my favorite creative pursuits, that would have been the last one I would have said. The last, your least favorite? No, I just I, I would have added that relationships. Ooh! Oh my God, we are not gonna have enough time. No. I'm gonna have to have to get I don't think on. so. That's okay. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save all the creative stuff for the next episode because there's too much to get into with these relationships. There's too much, and there's so much. Let Let's get in. Let's talk about <laughs> that. I want you know right there. You looked and sounded like a true to god radio podcast host. Yeah. Hey. You swivel in your chair with the cans on. You got your notepad. And you're like, let's turn to. The-. I'm like, ah. You are in this moment. You're embodying the host of the podcast. Good it's, job. Appreciate that. Oh my god! Dude. I was buying what you were selling. Good. Then I derailed you. Sorry. Just, what were I, you saying? I just wrote weird here. I don't know why. I weird. Wrote weird. Oh, I don't want to. Okay. Oh, I don't know because we have about twenty minutes left that I can before I have to go. I have an obligation. Where do you want to go, man? Where do you want to take it? Oh, I like this relationship train of thought. I feel like this is that's the way to go. And then we just do it like maybe next week or something, and we just sure. get into the creative part because I don't know. This is a creative podcast, but at the same time. It's also, it needs to cover creators, and this is a big part of me and why I create. You want to, you want me to, oh, you want to be vulnerable? We'll get Do I want to be vulnerable? No, I'll, I'll be vulnerable. Oh, you, you can be you vulnerable. Can, you can, I'll, I'll decide if I want to be vulnerable You can be as vulnerable as you want to be. Okay, but you, you can I, lay it out. I regularly have the fantasy of learning how to play a song, playing it on stage, and like looking at my ex-girlfriend and singing a line that like means so much to me, to uh-huh. her. Uh-huh. And that is that is, is it, the, that's, what kind of line is it? Uh, the is line it a angry is angry line. Uh, you can come and save me, but you'd have to take the risk. That's the line, and that is like my, my way. Yeah, right. Ooh. That's that's. But you're like totally. You're imagining it like you're rocking it out. Like oh, I'm killing it. Like but just like and, rag, and like you can come and say. She's like there in the front row. And and she's you're just like, like, and suck she's like it. yeah. But it, but it, it's it's a it's an acoustic song. It's like a slower song. And it's oh. like it's like but it's at the end of the song. Like I was picturing more like a Taking Back Sunday thing. All right, now, now I'm like re, now I'm like refine. All right, so it's an acoustic. It's an acoustic, but it's like um, it's like it's like a slow song at the beginning. It's kind of a chorus, slow, and then it builds, and the chorus like doubles in like. Boom, and then like it hits this final chorus, and it's just like so big, and it's just like it's a very vulnerable song, and so like I I have that image of like, and it's just I I a lot of the things I think about are fantasized, romanticized bullshit, and that's one of them, and that's like yeah. that, and the, and that's something that drives my creative pursuit. My part of my want to play music is I want people to like look at me. And I think that that's a... I talked about this on episode two with Tom, 
excuse me, he didn't really get into it. And I think that you are the perfect person to get into it with. Because I'm a narcissist. Yeah, you're a narcissist. Like, doing things for attention. First of all, that, oh, yeah. that, 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 that's one thing. <laughs> doing things, do, doing art for attention. Creating for attention. That's a real thing. That's a very real thing. And then the, the, the layer on top of it is being okay with it. Being okay with it and allowing yourself to go to that place. Mm-hmm. Pete Holmes talks about it on his podcast. I'm, you know, you have an overbearing mother and an absentee father. That is the recipe for a comedian. Recipe for someone <laughs> who wants attention. Okay. Do you, is that your circumstance? Just yes or no? Uh, Close? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Close. You know? And so that's the thing. If you like, were going to give me like... If you had to whittle it down into... If, yeah, I mean, if I, I, think, I think there are other ways to look at it. Sure, but, uh, sure. But I, mean, I, certainly, I certainly... I can relate to that scenario. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. And that's the vulnerable place that I just went to. I'd love for you to join me in this, I need attention. I'm doing this for attention. And, and, well, I and, did just call myself out for being a narcissist, which even in the moment, I was trying to decide how much I meant it. And the truth is, I am a bit of one. I, but, th- th- and that, I said that earlier. People keep telling me that I need to validate myself. I think I need to calm a little bit. I, I think very highly of myself. And what I want to do is I want to get on stage, play a song, and have no one like react and like, oh, I suck. I need to do some work with improv. Yeah, I, need yeah. to, I got up there, and I got no laughs. And it was it was liberating it was like i need to do i need to put in effort i'm not just i'm funny around people but like if i want to be funny in front of strangers i gotta i gotta put some work in i gotta do more and so like that's what i'm saying that's a beautiful thing to me (laughs) bombing and then like having these fantasies and never like getting them and like they're driving you like it's it's all very vulnerable and and if you if, if you coagulate it enough it'll it'll deliver something yeah no i i think uh because, like, you know, art is, I don't even want to try to say what art is, but one way you can look at art is that <laughs> art is, trap. like, art is, you know, a conveyance of your ideas or your emotions. And if you are harnessing very strong emotions or ideas, that can make for very powerful art. And so, so, and so me saying, I envision talking to her and saying, yeah. like, you could have, you could have done more. But it's just what that line basically means to me. That's there's, the thought I put behind there's it. There's like, but, yeah. but but that's not me saying like I want to be vain. I want to be loved. That's me saying like, this is the emotion that I'm feeling, and that drives me to perform. That drives me to create. It's not just like I right. want attention. It's like I'm thinking these things. I want them out there for this for this validation of my thoughts and feelings, which is kind of what we were talking about before in the past. Yeah, validate my feelings. Validate me. So, so yes, I, I went there, and I tried to leave it there, and then I brought it back to what I actually meant, which was, <laughs> art, is, art is emotion. I feel a lot of emotion when I sing that song, and I get really into it, and I think about her. Not because, like, I want her back, but just, like, that's when I, when I wanted her back, when I was still in that place... I was very emotional. Like you could have, you could have done more, and and that's not fair. We had, I'm I'm at peace with her and our relationship. It didn't work, and you know, we said we've. And I'll, I'm gonna I'll, go out I'll, on a limb here, and I'm I'm gonna say that you have yet to find your true peace from this thing. No, no, I honestly think that I have. I honestly okay. think I've accepted, and and I think that this this next statement might help you realize that even if it maybe not true peace because that's hard to find with anything there's probably other relationships but i like, just i just feel like but i, I but i, 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 I we, okay we, no no i mean i i'm, I'm I, all right so quick side note uh i 
I oftentimes enjoy the role of devil's advocate. Oh, and yeah. And I can 100%. really piss people off. No, 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 no. And offend them. And I could be wrong. You could be wrong. But if I am wrong, then I want to hear why I'm wrong. That's what I said but, earlier. If you're going to apologize, you should know why you're apologizing. Yeah. You should be able to explain your argument. Here's so my, my explanation. my theory is, yeah, so you, you Here's please. step one of my you're, explanation. Your rebuttal, sir. Your rebuttal. Because <laughs> I don't think that you're over your relationship. The yet. first thing I said was maybe one day we could be in a relationship, but not now. Okay. So that breaks down into two parts. One, yeah, there is still part of me that wants to be with her. But but I don't want to be with her right now. I recognize just how miserable I was when I was with her because it was the wrong time to be with this person. She's a wonderful person. I think she's an incredible person. And yeah, of course, I want to be with an incredible person. But I've been in a relationship with her. I've felt how terrible I felt. The emotion that I feel behind singing that line is like, is very powerful to the point where I'm still feeling it, which is maybe what may, kind of leads you to your opinion. But like, I don't want to feel that again. I felt, I felt miserable. I felt invalidated. I had self-defeating thoughts constantly. Anxious. And so, like, I'm out of the relationship. I'm happy. I'm laughing all the time. And it's not, again, it's not because of her. It's because I wasn't doing right by me. I wasn't doing right by her. It wasn't a good time for us to be together. Again, it is very possible we could end up together one day. But that's a long time down the road. I have, a, I have so much life I want to live, so much I want to do. I don't want to be with her right now. What do you think she would say? I told her that, and she agrees. We 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 had, we got a beer the other day, and it was nice. It was a good time, a good talk. I I don't think she's, I think because she's ready to settle down. She's kind of at that point in her life. Is she a little older. No, but she's just like she sounds like she's a pretty good career. Yeah, and established. like I said, kids, kids are her life. <laughs> yeah, 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 makes sense. Are you ready for that? Mm-mm. I thought I was. I, I was. I was ready. I was committed. And then I got out of it. Okay, so here... Oh, oh God. You want to get vulnerable? Here it is. This is as vulnerable as it gets. And I'm okay with it going here. I'm okay with this. Take it there. <laughs> there needs to be like a vulnerable button that plays I, this. I, 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 I swear to God I will never have a soundboard. Meow, 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 vulnerable air horn. I swear to God. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> I, um... I just had the thought. She might listen to this and... Again, I'm not willing to let this stop me, but I had that thought. That's a thought. You're giving me chills, man. I'm worried I'm not going to be able to handle wherever you're about to take <laughs> no, this. No, it's not that bad. It was like, um, so we broke up. We spent a couple days apart. And then I called her and begged her to come back to me. Like, let's let's give this. Not Because she technically she broke up with me. I was like, let's do this. Let's We can really do this. We can If we work, commit to working on it, we can make this work. And she said no. And I got I, I felt anger. And I, we talked for a little bit longer, hung up, and then an hour later, I felt like everything, all the weight was off my shoulders. Like I was, I, I just like I hit the reset button. Like I started a new character, and it was like I went through all the stages of grief right there. And after in that, that one in two hours, two hours of it was an hour and forty minute phone call, and the twenty minutes after it, sitting there. At this very desk, as it is now, and I just was thinking, and I was just like, and I guess, uh, well, maybe not just two hours, because before I called her, I was in my, I'd driven home, I was in my car, and I was just like bawling, and I was like texting my friend Tom and my mom, and I was just like, they were all being very encouraging, like, you know, relationship's over, you need to move on, you need to get over it, and I was just like, what if we got back together, and they were both like, well... Do what you got to do. Basically saying, like, it's a bad idea, but maybe you should do it. Yeah, right. That's always a funny thing. And so and so it went on. And it was just like, just, 
I, I, I asked her. She said no. And I was just like, I guess may, maybe it was like a, well, if you were the right person, you, you would have said yes. But at the same time, it's like I was 100% wrong. It probably wouldn't have been good. It probably would have been terrible. There's a lot of sides that I'm, I don't really know about it. But it's just like I've seen her since. And I, like I said, I still think she's an incredible person. But I just don't think it's right for us to be together. I don't think you guys should be friends. Mm. I'll, just I'll put I that out there. I'm going to drop that. <laughs> I don't think y'all should be friends. Just when I thought it couldn't get weirder. I don't think you guys should be friends at all. Why? Uh, because... Here's my problem with the stages of grief, right? I didn't actually go over all the stages. I didn't, I didn't like, specify. Here's, here's my thing. I think, I think, again, good framework... Because when we lose something, we do go through a huge array of emotions. And it's important to recognize those and they, they will transition. But uh, I don't think they have an order and I don't think they have a, a timeline. And I also, I think grief is a, uh, is a lifelong process. So assuming that all of those things are true, I didn't so, have an order for mine. I didn't have a timeline. It was like a couple hours and normally sure. people would say longer. And yeah, so if what you were saying is true and what you said earlier was true, I will never be over the idea of the failed relationship that we had. I, I had expectations. I'm saying, you, I'm in saying that time. you may not be. Yeah. And I think and that, if that is the case, but, I'll, but, but that's, but then the, to be friends would be quite impossible. Keeping that wound open, you think? I'm just saying it's a it's a fickle road that you still have to navigate, and I, I don't I don't want to be preachy. I can only speak to my own experiences, but I know that I have definitely hit these periods of time where I thought I had gone through my stages and I was in acceptance. And what's funny oh, is man. I'm about to make it weirder. It still is. It's still a daily struggle, and you you learn to like build up and move on. But the truth is. Someone has a really strong hold in your soul, really strong. That's never not going to be there. Uh-huh. So all you can control is the actions that you build around that. And maybe you guys are meant to be together again. That could be a thing. Could very well be. But just everything that I'm hearing talk about it. Here's what I'm saying. You you could actually be over it, right? Because I don't know shit. I I don't know you. I don't know her. I don't even really know relationships. I only know myself. But I will say. Don't be too hard on yourself if you find yourself in places that you think that you've already been that you were done being in. Mm-hmm. Does that yep. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 should, you should explain a little bit more in case Lissy doesn't pick up on that. I, 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 just, I just mean that, <clears throat> you know, you you kind of had your moment of like, I'm fucking angry, and then your denial of like, this can't be happening, and then you're bargaining, please take me back, right? And then you got to this point of like, What's the fifth really, one? Really, Acceptance? What's the other one? Oh, dude, I don't even know. But I'm just going off the ones that I remember. But the those point is, I know yeah. you experienced those all, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and it makes yeah, sense yeah. because, but then you got to a point where you're like, okay, like, my life will go on. It'll be okay. And then I had, to, but but I had, I had still, these other things where I realized I wasn't myself. The thing is, is, and there's so many sides to it, but just like, I wasn't me. Like, we went out and we got a beer. I'm still listening, by the way, but I just, this guy keeps calling me, so I just need to let him know that I'm... Sorry, I, you, I, I really am listening. I just, I'll send this off. Give me, give me two seconds. You're good. You're good. Uh, it's because uh, 
this is the person I'm about to. What time do you work? I don't work tonight, but okay. I'm going to be jamming with some people. Playing music? Mm-hmm. What kind of music do y'all play? I don't know yet. I've never played with these guys before. But we're going to be done within like 10 minutes, right? Um, yeah, that's probably a good idea. That's that. We'll do that. We'll, we'll stop at 7. Um, okay, so, so you were saying that... I was saying that... Um, well, you said you said here is about to get weirder. Is what you said. I said that, but then you, you got, all went you out got, to get beer. You got yeah, we went out to get beer, and she's like, I, I don't remember this is the point I was getting into, but this is a different point. She's like, "Are you performing right now?" Because I was so happy and I was in a good mood, and I was just like, "No, I'm just happy. This is me happy. This is the person that you met the first two months, the magic months. Oh, that's a good term. The magic like months that. instead of the honeymoon period, the magic months. The magic months. That was the person that you you I guess fell in love with." This is the term I'll use. That's a person who you wanted to date. And then I drown and I got lost. Yeah. In my own sauce. Yeah, and 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 dude, getting lost in your own sauce will kill many a beautiful relationship. Because I, look, man, I I have had that same problem in so many of my relationships where like my identity becomes the relationship. To the point where, actually, with this girl I'm seeing right now, I'm so absurdly protective of my identity, almost to the detriment of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Because maybe there should be a point of focus where I should be willing to give myself more over to her. Instead, I'm like, no, never get lost in the sauce again. You know, like, be your own man. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's a balance, man. It's a fucking balance. It's like when I start the pendulum, right? Like I had, I had one where I just like gave everything over to this other person, and then you came and the back. Pendulum's got to swing back, and it's like the person who doesn't get a fucking crumb from me, goddammit. <laughs> then you gotta find that middle ground of like that open, no when to give of of of. Uh, Whatever you want to call it, you know, just like that affection, like that two way streak, like yeah, yeah, yeah. an equal relationship. Do you think that relationships can be equal, or do you always think there's a winner and a loser? Oh man, there are two. There are two thoughts I have on that. One thought is is someone always loves someone else more than the other person. Okay, I think that that's true. Okay, I also think that in the in the perfect relationship, <laughs> you give sixty and you take forty. And if both people do that, you have a, you have a well-balanced relationship. I've heard that before. Who my mom, said that? My mom tells me that all the time. That's all I got. I wonder if I've heard it from someone's mom. My Moms mom, say a lot of good shit. My mom, my, the, 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 another quote my mom says is, uh, peaks and valleys. Right now you're just in a valley. If I'm sad and I call her, she'll be like, sometimes you have peaks. Oh, I love that one sometimes too, Sometimes you have man. valleys. You're in a valley right now. Peaks Make and sure valleys. Appreciate peaks. But then also, the flip side that everyone forgets is, when you're on a peak, you gotta remember that there's gonna be a valley at some point. Yep. Not that you gotta freak out about it. Dude, that's so fun. That piece. So you know how we were talking about like, um, like little images that go in your mind, right? Like I, at some point, just had this images of waves, and I'm like, there's waves to this shit. Mm-hmm. And like for like months, I just saw everything in waves. Peaks and valleys, yes, but it's this idea of like, it's like energy transference, man. Yeah, it's absolutely. just like up and down, up and down, and, and you gotta. You got grit your teeth through the low point of that wave and know that it'll pick back up. And you also got to be willing to, like, live in the moment of the high and accept that it can't last forever. I'm gonna and that's th- how we're fucking human. <laughs> that's, that, that's a big thing. Accepting that you're human and understanding that you have to roll with the punches sometimes. But also sometimes rolling with the punches is the wrong move. Sometimes you got to fucking fuck shit up. Right, well, 
So here's another here's another thing I really like. It's this idea of like um, most of the decisions that you and I make in our lives are of no consequence whatsoever. And every day we obsess over a hundred little details of should I wear this or that? Which route should I take to get to this place? You know, should I go to the party or stay in? None of it matters. Yeah. Because overall, <clears throat> these are little like blips in that path, right? But every once in a while, uh, an opportunity comes along that is like, it's, it's your chance for a bold move. Ooh. You know, it's, it's like. I like this. You, I like this is going. You see something and it's like a very high risk, high reward thing. And it's like, you got to decide, man, do you want to push all your chips in or not? It's a bold move. And the bold moves are the ones that actually alter your trajectory. The thing is, you usually don't see them coming. So it's like, it's about like fortifying your, like your character and your being. So when that moment shows up, like, you know, and part of that is, I think even what you're doing right now is just like learning to trust yourself more learning to trust your own judgment, like believing in yourself and knowing that shit's going to be okay. But yeah, man, I just like every once in a while, it's a bold move opportunity. And the funny thing is for me at one point, a bold move was like literally is like, I'm going to go up and talk to this girl. Mm -hmm. And this one bold move I made, honestly, it changed my entire fucking life. But then another time I say, may I should go up and talk to this girl? But it's just talking to a girl, you know? It's not the same. The bold move doesn't show up the same place every time. Yeah. Because then it's like, then you're like a beer commercial, like, make the bold move. Bold rock. Go talk to It's like, no, now I'm just trying to like, now I'm just trying to like get some puss. And like, maybe I'll succeed and maybe I'll fail. But it's the same stupid dance that all these gotta, people go through I got a weird story about that too. So, well, I, I, I'm just saying like, it's like these bold moves come along, man. Bold moves. And the other one is, believe it. that I one believe is I'm big, fine. big, like, earth-shattering, shitty things that happen to you that completely tear you apart to, like, the base of your soul. But again, the cool thing about that is then you figure out how you want to put yourself back together again. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't put yourself back together, you should just kill yourself. It's like, you're a waste of space. <laughs> and you're going to die. You're going to die. Because, yourself. like, you have don't no point. Yourself. Like, just put, like, if you... Also, like, we should attach, like, a suicide hotline number, all that part. Like, <laughs> But if you're feeling lonely, don't actually do that. But my point is, like... Call for help. We experience this me. huge loss, right? Like, you a know, lover, a, a parent, a, a, a If you're pet. not willing... If you're, if you're, if you're going to sit there and sulk and never try to get over it, then you need help. You need to get help. Is what well, you're yes. Saying. And that's, like, <laughs> I, it's less of the joking than what I said yes. Yeah, you were joking. It was a joke. If you're in the mood, you should get help. But... But, but I'm, what you're I'm saying just saying is, it's is like these these there's big beauty things that in the bomb. To you. There's beauty in rebuilding. I like that. Is that a is that a Pete uh, Pete Holmes? That, is that a Pete Holmes? Someone someone more beauty influential in the bomb. Said that. There's beauty in the bomb. Beauty in the bomb. I like that. Like going up on stage and bombing is there's beauty in that. Oh, it's a comedian. I was thinking like Oppenheimer. No, it's a comedian thing. Okay, it might be from somewhere else. I don't know where it originated. I know I heard it talking about a comedian. There's beauty in there's beauty in sucking failure. and the, yeah failure. Oh, that, yeah. That's so much better. There's beauty in failure, and it's like. It's like finding that beauty and building on it and rebuilding. Rebuilding is important. And, and you, you just explained it beautifully. Thank you. This was my favorite podcast. No offense to anyone else I've done this with, but this has just been... You're all going to... Most of you won't listen to this anyway. Uh, most of the people that listening you, you won't listen. It, if you made it this far... 
God bless you, because yeah. I said a lot of lengthy dumb shit throughout this thing, and uh, this was I said a lot of very vulnerable shit, and I'm very. Oh, you kept it real, man. You've been you've been very. I I I, I, I think. I think this is going to make you a great host, whatever you decide to do with it, because all these guys that, are, that really knock it out of the park, it's because they're sharing their vulnerability as that's, well. That's why I love Pete Holmes so much, and that's what yeah. I tried to channel, was he's vulnerable. So let's just, let's just say exactly what happened when I'm thinking. Let's not leave anything out. Let's just, let's just share it all. Cheers, man. I'm into that. I enjoyed this. This was fun. You have to come on because there's so much still to cover. I would love to do it again. If for no reason, conversation's always good. And I would would happily record and post our conversations for my friends to listen to. I haven't said anything yet that I'd want to lawyer up on, so I'm okay with that, too. Do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, man. Uh, Coalition Improv. Coalition Improv. We didn't plug that at the beginning, but that's what we we both do. That's how this guy RVAComedy.com, at RVAComedy on uh, Twitter and Instagram, I believe. I, 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 that's good that you had that because I did. I couldn't I remember that information. So I yeah, definitely coalition. Time. Do you uh, have, do the you artist have way, the artist, uh, the artist way by Julie Cameron, and, and uh, uh, I killed comic uh, stories from on the road. Was the other one you referenced? Uh, yeah. Did you double check the name of that? I did. But well, if it's by various artists, then it's by various. It's, artists. I believe it's called I killed. Oh, definitely. I, I killed subtext or I killed it. I, I should have looked it up killed. before it's I probably I, killed. It. I could have looked it up, but I, I figured that was good enough. It, Either way, some book with kill in it, just pick up a book that says kill, you'll love <laughs> it. You'll probably killing is probably about stand-up Murder, comedy. fuck, kill, the game is a great one. Do you have a Twitter you want people to follow? Do you have any, you know, any not yet. Not yet? No, I, uh, we'll but, but stay time. tuned. I, it's, it's actually, it's at, I believe it's at Goodwill. You, uh, you do not have at Goodwill. Get out of here. I think there's like an underscore in there or something. I gotta double check. The point is, is I've written just, two Twitters in my life. This is gonna, two tweets? This is gonna. Yeah, go, this see, is, there you go. Yeah, this is, not, go, this is gonna go up next week. Uh, so we have time to like. You have time to up. get to me. Quinton's is gonna go up tomorrow, probably. Okay, right on. Um, no, man. That's and just uh, if I could just plug it, man. Everybody, be better lovers. Seek more understanding and don't get caught up so much in your own bullshit. Also, shout out to Dark Souls Three, greatest video game I've played in a long time. <laughs> And also, just all the worst things in the world upon Ubisoft and their shit <laughs> fuck factory of a of a game development company. Oh That's God. all. And those are my plugs. Those are my plugs. This, are my been, plugs. this has been wonderful. Thank you so Thank much you. for doing it, Will. Thank you. Oh, my God.